Good afternoon, YouTube. Welcome to episode three of the Cable Trash Cast. I'm your host, Nicole Tuner. Uh, and introduce yourself, guests. Oh, uh, we'll start from uh, top to bottom. So, Alex, go first. Uh, oh, yeah. Just, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, I'm. Hold up. Look at the look at your screen. Look who's first. Um, <laughs> who's the one called number two? Huh? I'm kidding. You're number one to me. Uh, uh, Alex the Menace. Um, I don't know. Uh, I exist. I have a presence somewhere. Just find my name somewhere. You'll find something. Hopefully not in the obituary or the the law enforcement stuff, but. You know, oh. right. Um, I am. Uh, I am uh, the other Alex. I go by Alex Likes Tunes. You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, I'm mainly my main thing is doing VTubing right now. I'm hoping I can produce some YouTube content soon, and uh, Twitter is where I go to post garbage. Uh, I'm a Hollow Slayer. I, I like comics and I make comics. You can find them on Instagram and Newgrounds and all that stuff. They're called Grooney. Uh, I make videos and animations sometimes. So, yeah, that's about it. Okay, cool. Uh, again, I'm just your host, Tuner. I make uh, 3D animations sometimes. And I draw sometimes and, and post it on Twitter probably once a month, maybe once a year. If I feel like it. Mood. Uh, and I am a Pell Iguana, or Pell for short. You can find me on Twitter at the Aquatic Bunny, and uh, I do art. And uh, what anyone? Yeah. Uh, yes, that's it. <laughs> Just art. That's it. That's it. Just art. I'll I'll, you... I'll put the links on the description on this video. Cool. How would you feel if you had like a little uh, character version of you that was a little iguana? Uh, I would hug it. I will make it a, a marker little plushie. Yes. yes. Hell Buy yeah. My merch. Buy that Isn't it just merch. ironic that uh, my Twitter uh, thing is uh, Aquatic Bunny, but the name I go by is Peliguana. Both are very good. Both yeah, are very like good uh, screen names. They they roll off the tongue well. They don't have any numbers in them. What are you talking about? My name is Noobs Destroyer Seven Two Twenty Five. Muff Muncher Four Twenty. Where's the Where's the XX on the end of those names? XXX. XX underscore. XX underscore Dwarven Taliban Three Four Five. Underscore XX. Nice. You know, there needs to be, like, a porn star that calls himself SexXX. <laughs> Lol, Lol Nas Sex, that's his porn parody name. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, today's, yes. today's topic is gonna be B-movies. Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> B-movie, we're gonna talk about B-movie for the whole, however long this lasts. We're gonna talk we're gonna... about the, the deep B-movie lore. That we uh, all know and love. Quentin uh, Ray did that. We're gonna we're gonna end this with a cover of We Got the Bee. The Mighty Bee theme song. The Mighty uh, Bee. It's yeah. the fuck bees. Yes. Hell yeah. Hey guys, I'm Bumblebee. Buzz buzz. But yeah, uh, 
So anyway, what do you think about Jerry Seifel? <laughs> I know nothing about him. Um, he's, he's, a little flaky. he's a little flaky in real life, but... Um, he's funny, but he's an ass. He's funny in what? And there was that one time he was with Barack Obama in a car. And they argued or something. Sounds like the setup to a joke. I'm not kidding. Oh, it was like comedians in cars getting coffee. Barack Obama is not a comedian. I don't know when he when he took out those uh, when he took out those uh, people with that drone. That was pretty funny. Anyway, uh, time for like a real top the the real topic. Yes. Uh, B movies as in like low budget uh, theatrical films. So, uh, first topic to go to is worst ones you have ever seen. Uh, we'll go again, like top to bottom. So, like Alex Menes. The worst there... one I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, this is this is gonna be easy. Um, it's the king, the former king. Well, the king of B movies, um, kinda, um, or I don't know, Ed Wood. Um, not the movie, but the director Ed Wood. Um. Because I saw like a couple years ago, I saw Plan Nine from Outer Space, and I was expect I was expecting it to be like a fun, sort of like movie, like uh, I don't know, because like it's so because it's like considered so bad, it's good. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be cheesy but really fun, and then I watched it. And I was just really bored for the hour and fifteen minutes or whatever it lasts. You, like, you were expecting the room, but from the fifties. Even the room is kind of boring when Tommy Wiseau isn't on screen, but. Um, but yeah, I was expecting something like that, and it's like maybe there's like one joke of maybe chuckle, um, or there's like an alien that goes for some weird reason. They're like very, they're kind of like Star Trek people, where they like don't have um, I've never seen Star Trek, but I I know enough like, or they don't really show emotion in that way, um, uh, oh, or uh, something like like, uh, like Data from Star Trek. I think it's Data. Yeah, yeah, they don't show emotion. They like intentionally don't show emotions. Like that's kind of their thing. Some of those characters, um, oh. and I was like, these aliens don't have emotions because they're like super hyper intelligent. They're like they're too smart. But then at one point, this alien's like, "You're stupid, 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 stupid," or something for some reason. You have like, stupid like, mind. Looks- stupid, stupid. Yeah, that. Um, and it sounds like a little kid, and it's like that was kind of funny, but I don't know. Um, I quote that, that movie. Yeah, you can. Uh, I mean, this movie, that movie's pretty infamous for various reasons. So you can probably look into it. And it's not even like my problem isn't like the reasons people criticize. Like, oh, it's cheap. You can see strings on the on like certain the UFOs and um, like the cardboard sets and like the pilots, the pilots' cabinet or cabin or however whatever it's called where pilots are. Um, like they're just sitting in like ta- dinner table chairs instead of like pilot chairs. It's you know. <laughs> like it's not for that. I just find it really like its pacing is horrendously slow, and not like it's intentional. It's just really it, slow, and I I get it. Uh, like yeah. I've seen it as well as oh, you've seen it, it. It's even though it was what like an hour long. It's it's like an hour fifteen. It's pretty short. It feels yeah. like four hours. It drags on so long, <laughs> but I get it. Anything yeah, else? it's it's just. Oh, um, at least for least favorite. Well, I mean, first of all, before we continue, because there's like definitions. Like people have the de- definition of a B movie, like what Ed Wood is. 
And then some people have the definition of like it's just a cheap movie, but I don't think that's always accurate because I don't know. What do we consider to be B movies, I guess, before I say anything? Because I could, you know. I feel like a B movie is something that wants to be a huge blockbuster or be uh, an artistic, this like artistic piece, but some aspect of the formula is missing, whether it be budget or. Um, talented writers, you know, something that would make it uh, what they want it to be is kind of missing, whether it be uh, purposefully or just by accident. I, I, I've always considered a B-movie literally a movie that is basically plan B. It's the backup picture. It's something, it's cheaper. It's usually very fucking weird. And, uh, yeah, it, it can be anything between, like, Grindhouse and Arthouse, really. Yeah, well, that's also that's the happening. thing, because it's like, like, if we're counting that stuff, like, this Texas Space Chainsaw Jam Massacre, that's an expensive-ass movie, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm saying, is, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, is that, would you consider that a B-movie? Because, you know, it, it kind of falls into this. budget of 40000 I, I. I would consider Texas Chainsaw, like, the first one at least, and, oh, definitely the second one. Definitely yeah. the second one, B-movies. The second one has a, a more B-movie vibe. Like, oh, definitely. More, more common, the common well, B-movie vibe. The thing about, <laughs> the thing about B-movies is that they can technically be anything from, like, very artsy-fartsy, thought-provoking intrigue to, okay, there's this, okay, there's this turtle... And it's a giant turtle, and it has rockets, and it eats fire, and we shoot it into space this one yes. time. Yeah, I love, I love Godzilla. <laughs> I did. Um, I actually, uh, I was when I was visiting some friends in Missouri. We watched, uh, we watched the original Godzilla, the Japanese cut. The, yeah. Uh, we watched uh, King of Monsters and then Shin Godzilla. They're very different from each other. Well, Shin they're God all. Well, Shin Godzilla's the, that's the, that's the one that came out, like, in 2016 or something, right? Yeah, yeah that one's, like... Oh, that one's that more one in the, common with the original, but... Yeah, that it's, one's, it's, it's kind of, like, a, re, a hard reboot. It's the boring one. Boring? Yeah, I think Shin Godzilla's boring. I, I, I thought it was kind of boring. It, like, the original, the original it, movie's really good, though. That's the the original one is a masterpiece. The only one I've seen of those... The, of the Japanese ones is the 1954 uh, or three um, original, and that one's really good. But yeah. like, and that's one thing I noticed about a lot of B movies is like, uh, in B movies, a lot of the time subtlety will just go right out the window. Well, but, I mean, well, yeah, and like. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's one of the things that makes them so fun and so memorable, just because how like bold and forward they are with like the messages they want to show. Night of the Living Dead is a B movie, I would consider it. Oh yeah, totally. Yes, it's a smart B movie though, but yeah. Yeah, it's. It, I think Night of the Living Dead qualifies as like an artsy fartsy B movie. Well, B movies yeah. typically aren't like art house stuff. Like you, so you can you can right. kind of consider Pulp Fiction a B movie, but it's clearly not functioning under that. Like it's a lot smarter in its structure and whatever. But um, right. oh, but I got I got another really bad one if this counts. Um, I saw this last Christmas. Um, this past Christmas, 
Um, the Star Wars Holiday Special. That's really terrible. It's not fun. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, I love it. What, what movie? Uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Well, it's a TV movie, but the Star Wars oh, Holiday yeah. Special. It's. I was expecting it to be we funny, and it's 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 just, it's just, okay. it's Remember, just boring. Stir whip, stir whip, stir whip, whip, stir whip, stir beat, stir whip, 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 stir whip. And B. Arthur pour, pours water into a volcano head. And, There's and also the grandpa jerking off of like VR porn. <laughs> oh yeah, like straight up. <laughs> I was about to mention that. It's literally VR. Porn. And 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 the thing is, he's in like the living room, and he's not yes. even hiding it in front of the child. I like to imagine that's Lumpy, what in front of poor Lumpy. Oh no, not Lumpy. That's that why. That's of... why he contemplated suicide on the railing. <laughs> oh yeah. I was gonna say that scene reminds me of some comment I read many many years ago on on YouTube of uh, I know this is gonna sound like a stretch, but bear with me. Um, when the grandpa from the regrets, like, he's like, lonely space fiction sets for after you kids go to sleep, like that part. Um, I remember some comments saying, like, what if, like, the grandpa, grandpa, um, like, the, like, the kids and the parents went out on Grandpa Lou's day to watch, like, lonely space fictions, and, like, the parents came home and just jerking off in the living room. Oh that's what God. I, that's what I picture it, like, if, it, that's what I picture, um, uh, you know you what? Cut, man, cut this out. That no, no, in, no, look, that stays look, here. Look, that that late it. in his life, and the man can still get his motor running. More power to him. That's what I was gonna say. I would be surprised if he could even get it up, man. The man has. Hey, pretty, man. He knows the man that, knows what he likes, and he's still active at in at in his age. That I, man I mean, go on. That with man him. walked fifteen miles back and forth every day. Okay, he has that space vixens. He has I mean, that endurance. I mean, in the original show, he was like a World War II veteran, but now he's like a like a freaking hippie. I fought fifteen wars. I killed a hundred men, fifteen miles back and forth. I killed, forth. I killed I fifty. Their, I killed fifty. I man. have their scrotums under my bed. Three fifty. Three fifty. I killed fifty men in Vietnam. <laughs> I've got 15 humors. All right. I remember that one episode of... Oh, yeah. Reptar. Reptar is Godzilla. Uh, A B-movie. Yeah, B-movies. The worst B-movies. Yeah, it's uh, Alex and Menace. Anything else to add? Oh, um, I think for worse, those are the two. Because Point Nine and and the Holiday Special are just really... Like painful to sit through. They're just so slow. Um, probably those ones, yeah. All right, cool. How about you, Alex? Too. Uh, worst B movie I've seen. It's it's tricky. Like I would consider one movie that I saw that I don't really like very much. That has the feeling of a B movie is uh, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World: Fallen. Oh, wait, well, like hold on, time. <laughs> don't think Jurassic Park is the worst. <laughs> no, no, no. Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if okay. it qualifies as a B movie because it has such a massive budget behind it and all this stuff, but it feels like a B movie, and it it gets so close to like embracing that energy and just like you know what like forget being serious let's just be stupid and fun, but like it comes close but it expects you to take all of it seriously, and oh. uh, and not in like the funny played straight even though it's goofy kind of way. Hmm. 
good point. I always found it weird uh, in that movie. It it feels like two separate movies in one. It does. Like it. Um, towards the end, it just turns into Resident Evil with dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh. And that's oh. I, that's that's more fun. I'm making it sound more fun than it is. Oh. I, I, I should watch that then. <laughs> I never. I kind of don't understand the like the rich military complex villains in that movie on what was some why is it more efficient to have a gun where you can point at someone and just like at shoots a not shoots and a raptor it just sends the raptor towards them why not just use the sniper that you're holding yeah. also like right now yeah. Also, one right. thing that they, one thing that always drives me crazy with this movie is like they make a big point of how like, oh, there's only one of each species of dinosaur in this uh, facility, but they, but they're like, oh no, should we? What happens if we, if we let them go, then they'll, re then like, the, it'll be unleashed upon the living world, and the, um, dinosaurs will walk the earth again. But there's only one of each species. <laughs> Just hunt them down. In the first movie, like Noah's Ark. In the first movie, didn't they like asexually reproduce? No, yeah. it was like uh, I think it was um no because yeah. they had like frog DNA in there. They're able like, to change some their of the sexes. Yeah, so they can like they I guess they can change their sexes back and forth, but they can't reproduce. No, they they managed to reproduce. Like that was a big deal in the first one. Yeah, life finds a way is just like yeah. is like. Are they gonna say life finds a way? It's gonna be like uh. Life. You know, the more you think about it, life finds a way is basically just like somehow Palpatine returns. <laughs> nah, it makes more sense in Jurassic Park. Yeah, at I least, always saw. At least then it makes sense. I always saw Fallen Kingdom. In, I saw it in theaters. I saw it once, and I don't remember a ton of it. But for some reason, I remember having. I remember I had a fun with it. Like I liked it, but then I got home. It's like oh, everyone hates this movie. It's like did I like. I think I was just in a particularly good mood, and I just had fun. I, or maybe I'm just biased because it's dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, and my critical, my I just critical to go, brain tends yeah. to like, oh, it's it's this kind of dinosaur. I know what this dinosaur is. Uh, yeah, I just wanted it to be, like embrace. I just wanted it to go full speed stupid, and it and it was too scared to. I kind of wanted it to kind of veer more into horror, from what I remember, because the opening scene was cool with like the. Oh yeah, that like, was it's cool. like it's like raining and it's like lightning and thunder and like you can see the T Rex kind of appearing, um, and I was like, I kind of wish this was more like a horror movie, but like the Lost there World. There was that short that they did <laughs> with like the family that was camping. Oh yeah, that one was. Oh yeah, I saw that. That's weird. Um, I forgot. Um, that one was okay, I think. Yeah. Man, did I? I forgot I saw that, but um. It basically felt like I was doing the Lost World Jurassic Park again, except not as good because yeah. Spielberg's. Even if you want to call it Spielberg on autopilot, like I know Jim said that movie feels like Spielberg on autopilot, but he's but even he's like admit like he's still like a very competent director even on autopilot. But yeah, whatever. Lost World has a lot of cool scenes. I hate people say it's the worst Jurassic Park. It's like no, it's not. Fuck you. Nah. Uh, I like the I like the the Brachiosaurus death scene in Lost World. Yeah. yeah, I like the implication that a little girl was mauled to death by like little chicken-sized raptors. I mean, kids get killed by little yeah. animals, you know. That's true. Also, I think they're like venomous. Also. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. 
that makes more sense. Which is why later on in the movie, that guy who gets chased, he like starts to kind of like, like kind of get a little like sluggish while he's running around, like because it's like kind of slowly, kind of. Uh... Oh yeah, Newman from Seinfeld. Well, that's the first movie. That's the first one. <laughs> yeah, your Jurassic Park, all right? But um, yeah. <laughs> it's all just dinosaurs, okay? No. It's all just Disney's dinosaurs. No. There is one movie that my friends are telling me about that I really want to see called Velocipaster. I still oh, haven't seen yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I see I've heard it. it's a very fun time. I see it in my recommended. I still haven't, I still haven't watched Velocipaster. it. Velocipaster. Basically, there's this uh, pasture, this uh, freaking man of the church, and he like can transform into a shitty Velociraptor costume from Party City. And he kills ninjas. <laughs> Sweet, it's, dude. It's great. Ninjas are eviscerated. I, I'm pretty sure even like in Velociraptor mode, he picks up an AK at some point. Huh. I could be remembering <laughs> it completely wrong. I could be mixing it with another thing, but I'm pretty sure that happens. We'll just have to watch it. Now that sounds fun. I remember I, I just I discovered the movie from watching just a random video that was recommended to me of actual, like, freaking members of the church reacting to a trailer of it. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Is that Alex, anything, anything else you want to add in worse B-movies? Um, I guess the worst B-movies <clears throat> I've seen could also be, like, some of the... So oh, yeah, Sharknado 4. Oh, hell no. Oh God! Oh, no. Oh, no, the Sharknado three was called Oh Hell No, oh. and it it ended with like it's and it's reached one... the point where like it's not ironic anymore. It's like oh, we're just going to not try because then that <clears throat> makes it more funny. It wasn't. Is that the one where during Universal Studios? Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, that's that was pretty bad. And uh, and they like they have the thing where it's just like uh, here is a famous NASCAR driver point to the screen and say oh hell no and then we'll have a CG double of you get eaten. But Which NASCAR driver was it? Jeff I think Gordon? it was I, I think it was Brad Keselowski. Oh yeah, Jeff Gordon's too good to be in Sharknado. <laughs> yeah, but it he ended. was in Looney Tunes back in action though. But yeah, I'm a commandeer in this here clown car. Um, but the movie ends. And this like still this really pissed me off. Like it, the movie ends with like um, Tara Reed's character, like being eaten, and then, and like like immediately after she gets eaten, that's the end of the movie. And then an, an ad came on, is like, should she survive? Vote to find out what will happen in the next movie. Reminds <laughs> me, uh, it reminds me of the most laziest version of this one thing. This old uh, B-movie director used to do where, like, he'd have a skeleton, a glow-in-the-dark skeleton, like, shoot from the rafters of the film theater, <laughs> or vibrators in the seat to vibrate your back. Sweet, dude. I'm not kidding. This director used to do that stuff. And he was, like, a serious competitor against uh, fucking... Uh, what's his name? Hitchcock? Yes. Hitchcock. I mean, and I can... I respect the ambition. It's kind. Of, he was kind of ahead of his time. Yeah, it's like alternate. It's like uh, it reminds me of like those. Uh, what you call it? Um, like not alternate reality. Uh, what was it? Alternate endings. 
No, 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 no. It's, uh, you know, those 4D experiences. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And I, th- I remember the film where the vibrators were in the thing. It was called The Tinglers. <laughs> and it was oh, about God. these, there was these, like, it, it turns out <clears throat> that the tingling feeling you feel when you're scared is actually this, like, transparent entity <laughs> that's actually, like, fucking a brain with, like, little antenna that uh-huh. attaches itself to your spine. And if you don't scream, it cracks your spine or something. So oh, shit. That sounds, the, actually sounds awesome. At the end of the film, what happens is, like, a scientist looks into the camera and says, they're out there, you know. They're out oh, there. Oh, that's so cool. Scream, scream, scream. And then, like, the film has audio in it of people screaming in the audience, made to sound like people screaming in the audience. And the chairs were gimmicked, so it would vibrate your back, some of the chairs, encouraging you to awesome. scream. That's really cool. I know. It, a lot of the old 50s B-movies made by this specific director had those weird extra gimmicks. To oh, yeah, there was one coming. called, like, a, there was one called, like, thir- I think. It was there, a, there was another one called 13 Ghosts I remember hearing about where uh, in the movie they would have gla- – it was like a haunted house, but in the movie they'd have glasses that they could put on to see ghosts. And they gave you like special 3D glasses where if you put them on, you could see the ghosts, but if you had them off, you couldn't. Oh, that's brilliant. That's impressive. It's so I, cool. There's another one called like The Shrieking Skull. And what would happen with it is uh, basically they would uh, – the guy uh, – basically there was a skeleton in the movie and it was a very cheap effect. But the guy had it rigged, I mentioned it before, in the rafters where he had this glow-in-the-dark skeleton. And he would, when certain scenes in the movie played, they would shoot the skeleton across the rafters and scare a bunch of people. But soon the kids discovered what was happening and they brought slingshots to the movie theater and started shooting at the freaking skeleton. (laughs) (laughs) And stuff. And... It, like it turns out that there's this history of like horror-based entertainment, uh, where it's like there's definite interaction with the audience. Like there's these things I think they're called horror shows, where back in like the 30s and 40s or something like that, uh, you would have this play, horror show play, and you'd have people like fake cut off limbs and run through the audience, spurting blood, like releasing. Uh, a mad scientist experimenting on the gorilla. The gorilla escapes, rips the mad scientist's arms off in brutal fashion. The mad scientist is then chased by the gorilla all throughout the theater, through the audience, up to the rafters, you know, and then the mad scientist falls to his death. <laughs> Not really, but it's made to look like it. Right. And stuff. And it, it's just a fascinating pit, bit of, like, horror film history and b-movie history i would love to see like an independent theater just have a night like that where they show those movies and have like actors come in and stuff oh yeah i i think they still do stuff like that to this day with some movies i remember hearing like a year or so back where they did that with like a movie where they had somebody walk through the audience and scare them oh cool yeah okay uh, anything else to add, Alex, too? 
Um, not that I can think of, but um, I think that's a good jumping off point to head into uh, Hollow. Yeah. Oh yeah, but it was Hollow's turn? I was like, oh. <laughs> I have I have two movies I want to mention. One I remember watching in a fever, like while having a fever, and I was fucking not out of it. And the other I remember watching while not in a fever, and I can barely remember it because of how freaking boring it was. Right. Right. Um, The first one I want to mention is Gappa the Trisibian Monster. Whoa. It's from the 1960s, I believe, and basically this company wanted to make a spoof or parody of the whole kaiju genre in Japan. But midway through development, they changed it into a serious kaiju film. Oh, no. Now, Gappa themselves, the creature, is actually pretty cool. It's one of those designs that is fucking both stupid but amazing at the same time. Kind of like, pardon me, kind of like Gigan from Godzilla, you know? Right. A giant space chicken kind of design. (laughs) But that's about the only good thing I can say about the movie. Um, That and the effects are good. But it's just all crap. And because you have that midway change, <laughs> fucking serious, it being a serious movie, but first starting out as a comedy, it just feels super disjointed and unconnected and just overall is crap and mm-hmm. boring and just, eh. Right. It's, it's terrible. And the other movie I wanted to mention is uh, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. And this is the one I watched in my fever, feverish state. And I oh just God. remember being endlessly <clears throat> bored by it. Endlessly mm. bored by it. It's just... It's like... Imagine if a soap opera was a monster movie. Oh. Because I think I, think I remember the main character. She's like... Uh, angry at her husband or something for cheating on her and she threatens a divorce the husband tries to take her out she gets mutated somehow i think i think it's like it's either radioactivity or like electrical waves that do it or like something alien i forget it's probably it's probably radiation she gets mutated into this giant woman and throughout the rest of the movie she's just kind of walking around and (laughs) apathetically doing stuff like picking up her husband who went in her hand clearly is like a fucking doll <laughs> Giant <woman! laughs> and just like flings him around and stuff and it's just it's just an incredibly boring b-movie and i was i was actually excited to see it at the time because it's like one of the the de facto super well-known b-movies and the poster is iconic and all that, but the film itself is just so fucking boring. The beats are boring. <laughs> the worst thing a B movie can be is freaking melodramatic. Yeah. And feel like I it's have... so. Yeah. You can do melodrama, but like you have to, you have to like have that pretense, like no, this isn't meant to be taken seriously. Definitely, and this movie just feels like it's one of those situations where with a few adjustments it could be brilliant and really fun but as is it's just kind of boring 
and just uninteresting. Right. With right. a bunch of freaking just nothing to it. And I, I remember, I think I remember seeing the green screen on the 50 foot woman is so bad that she's like transparent sometimes. <laughs> like her, when she's like reaching into the house or something, you can see kind of through her hand. Right, just like the mat was just really poorly done. Oh, very poorly. It's it's it's, uh, it's quality. That was on purpose. Okay. You don't understand the genius of the, the twist is that she's a, the twist is that uh, she was a ghost all along. She was a giant ghost. She was yeah, the, when when the you, marshmallow uh, when you, ghost from Ghostbusters. Yeah, the soul is actually uh, larger than the human body. It's less. It's very. It's not very dense. It's mostly made of air. But when the soul leaves the human body, it gets bigger. And apparently, can pick people up. Yeah, well, I mean, you gotta, you got, you have to focus hard enough, like Patrick Swayze, to do that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, overall, I, it's freaking, it sucks. Yep, I've never seen okay. it. So. You know what, Dracula. Dracula was a really boring one for me. I understand the appeal and I understand why it's considered what? like a uh, the, the, iconic. What's Dracula? Which, the first Dracula, the the, the Universal uh, Dracula, the Abe okay. Night Pagoda. Um, what's his Abe name? Pagoda. Um, no, 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 not him. It's uh, I always confuse them. Bella um, Lugosi. Bella Lugosi. I don't think I confuse them. Yeah, Bella Lugosi one. Yeah. Like, oh, I really I, like that I, one. I heard. Actually, I appreciate. The, I appreciate the atmosphere of it, and I like. I think it's really good for what it did, and I understand like why it's considered a classic movie, but it seen? moved so slow for me and. Have you seen the Spanish version? I have not actually. Believe That's, it or not, I consider it better. Believe it or really? not, in, yeah. Basically, back in the day when you made a film, it was easier to make two of the same picture just with different casts that spoke different languages. So when they made, um, when they made uh, Dracula, they made one version with an American cast who spoke English or like an English speaking cast. And they made another version with a Spanish speaking cast. Yeah. And, and the Spanish the film was filmed during at night while the English film was filmed during the day on the same and, sets. Oh. And the thing about the Spanish one is people, I haven't seen the Spanish one myself, but people have said that hey. it's a lot faster. It's a lot more snappy. The acting is a lot more, exaggerated in a way so it it's in a lot of people's opinion a lot better you know a lot more yeah engaging than the original is to a lot of people today i think the I, thing I, is because they were also allowed to because the english crew filmed first like during the day the spanish crew were able to look at the dailies and they intend which is why sometimes they change certain things like there's like certain pov shots that don't exist in the english version um Ooh. and little things because you know you get to look at them and like oh i could do something let me do something better or something but no, that it's makes not, sense it's... it's like because this was like it was filmed during a time when like movies you didn't really have time to second guess it was like it was basically just a production line and you would just have to like go 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 but like yeah, I, by I seeing mean, another crew go first they got to like take a little extra time to see what worked and what didn't I still I need mean, to watch it, but I'm, I've seen clips of it. Um, the first but... Dracula is kind of infamous for its weird, wonky continuity. 
I mean, there's that whole yeah. thing with the cardboard uh, thing. Oh yeah, the cardboard thing. The whole thing with the cardboard and the which weird. James Rolfe made an entire video about it, which I found really funny that he made a video discussing a piece of cardboard in the draft. I watched that thing. Twi- I watched that video twice. James Rolfe has constantly made good content from day one. Oh yeah, he could talk yeah. about anything, and I'd be in. Freaking! I remember. I remember watching his freaking Monster Madnesses back in the day, and yeah. happily waiting on Cinemassacre.com during freaking October, waiting for the next episode to come out. And what nice. he's going to talk about next. You know, that, that, that was freaking, his stuff is awesome. All right. Well, <clears throat> yeah. Hey, yeah, be, yeah. Anything else yeah, to add? Hollow? Uh, uh, Gappa sucks. I hope they bring back the monster at some point and give it a better movie. And in the next uh, Godzilla movie, in a post Lego movie world, uh, I, that's one. In a post Lego movie world, uh, executives will entertain a wide number of concepts for a movie. I want, I want Bionicle back. God bless it. Give me, give, give me the Bionicle omnibus of with all the comics. Yeah. That's right. printed good and not like the size of a manga and falls apart with even a freaking whisper. Yep. Uh, okay, so I guess it's my turn. And uh, like, I only have two. Like, and Alex already brought up the Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yeah, because you've seen that one. I've already seen it. And I agree with him uh, with this whole, it is just boring. It, it's kind of a slog to sit through, uh, but it does have interesting ideas. I'll give it that. Like <clears throat> it has like this whole uh, humanity was gonna destroy themselves anyway, whatever message at the end. Uh, and like, even though it's dumb, I I like the fact that the main character uh, destroys the ship by just <laughs> like randomly by just setting it on fire. Like super intelligent beings from outer space can't can't introduce like uh, a security measure against fire. <laughs> but nice. other than that, the movie's boring as fuck. Uh, yeah. And the other one I was going to bring up is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, the second one. Uh, right. I, ha- I haven't watched the first one. i only seen the second one. And it, it, it's, it's just kind of meh. I, it, I didn't really enjoy it that much. I did enjoy the, the notion of the whole town being super against tomatoes. And they just adapted to never use them. Uh, there's like this one gag in it where they visit a pizza shop and it, they just don't use sauce because they right. don't use tomato sauce. I could, you know what? I have heard that like the later Attack of the Killer Tomatoes movies like really leaned into the, uh, the like the spoof and comedy aspect of it. Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to watch them. But I, I've only seen the second one. <laughs> it was pretty bad. But I did like that second gag of the the, the no the no sauce pizza. 
and you just yeah. see them like fumbling around and or the main character just questioning it like but why why isn't there no sauce the the stereotypical like everyone in the in the restaurant turns around is like what did you just say <laughs> it's the sauce the sauce or the I think they made one with peanut butter on it instead yeah. of just a sauce. Oh. And I, I thought to myself... Like Ninja Turtle stuff. Because <laughs> I saw this when I was really young, so I thought to myself, hmm, that's Oh, you just reminded me. <laughs> oh, you just reminded me of this. There's this chick, and she's like a huge Ninja Turtle fan, and she eats pizza, mm. and, you get, and in the video, you get to see her make the pizza, and oh, God. Oh, no. It's like oh, mayonnaise God. and cheese pizzas turned into a sandwich. It's gross. <laughs> a pizza sandwich. So now is the excuse to make my my bagel bite and DiGiorno pizza sandwich. Mamma mia. It's a delicacy, okay? I honestly do want to try that, though, at some point. Oh, yeah, like bagels. You know what? Let's, uh, here's, here's something that's, uh, I don't know if anyone's ever done this. Like, take a pretzel bagel and make it turn it into a pizza bagel. You got a pizza pretzel bagel. My brain, my brain just broke. You just broke my brain. Uh, it's the ultimate New York uh, delicacy. It's it's, it's, uh, it's delicious. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I don't like. I I kind of like bad movies. Like, it really has to go. Oh. Super bad for me to just dislike it in the first place, or has to be I, like I, super boring. <laughs> I just remembered a bad B movie that I haven't seen personally, but I've heard the legends of how crap it is. Oh, oh, which one? It is uh, the Blob Two, not the Blob remake from the '80s, but I think this was like. Before, I think this was before the remake, but after the original, they made a sequel to the original Blob, and it was just complete and utter ass. I, I, I mean, I didn't know thing, it had a sequel. What the hell? I didn't. It like this thing apparently. That's just how it be. Below zero, it had negative number budget. You know. That's a, that's a. And like they played clips from the original movie throughout the new, like the sequel film. I think it was called something like Revenge of the Blob. Gross. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. It, it, I remember. I distinctly only remember seeing one scene from it where this fat fuck is like eating food and he has his belly exposed. He's wearing a wife beater on a gross like green chair and he's watching the original Blob movie. <laughs> and, uh, and that's the only scene I can remember. And the original, it's it's weird. There's like a lot of '50s B movies where the originals are, in my opinion, better than the '80s remakes. <laughs> I, I prefer, I prefer the original Blob over the remake, and I prefer like the original The Fly over the remake. Oh, you, pref you, heard... you prefer? Oh, The Fly. Uh, do you not like the Jeff Goldblum? Um, I forget the name of the director, but the the '80s Fly. I've heard. I, uh... I, I I enjoy the '80s Fly. But I still it's, prefer it's the different. One. It's very different. I've, I've really loved the '80s one. I think Jeff Goldblum does really fantastic in the role, and the the creature makeup is really disgusting. But that's kind of the point. Yeah. Like it's really it's really fucking good. 
Yeah, from what I've heard, it's like they're both like very different interpretations. Oh yeah, one's very, very B movie-ish, and the eighties one's kind Actually, of like a tragedy. It's a very, it's like a tragedy. The eighties yeah. one. Both of them are freaking bad. Both of them are basically have very Gross. similar plots. The B movie one deals with the transformation in a very different way. Instead of like the Jeff Goldblum slow body horror, it's kind of like Phantom of the Opera in a way where the guy right. has everything about himself hidden the entire time and is just trying in vain desperately to fix himself until his wife finally figures out and unmasks him as the fly man he is and he kind of just finally disconnects from himself and becomes the monster oh that's actually you sounds kind of cool it's, it's like he has nothing left to he has nothing left of his humanity after his wife has like seen him like this and just is horrified at him and he realize and you know he there's that moment where he realizes there's just no hope and he fucking goes and he loses it and he goes after the wife and at least this is how i remember it being i could be grandizing it in my memory but i think it was like that kind of story well right. in while jeff goldblum's is a lot more a lot it's it was a lot it was the same descent but done very differently if that makes sense right it's it's like yeah like the original one had a lot more of a psychology psychological element to it while the 80s one had a lot more of a physicality to it yeah okay yeah okay like yeah, I, I get it I really love how uh, I really love when like they do a reboot and they don't just like remake it shot for shot and theme for theme. I love when they exp when like new talent come along and experiment and like oh let's just have it in a different tone or a different style. But they still homage and pay tribute yeah. to the original. The perfect I example love that of stuff. that. The perfect example of that. Eighties the thing. You know. Oh yeah. Eighties thing movie. It totally homages and pays tribute. It totally homages, pays tribute, and respects the original goofy 50s The Thing movie where The Thing was a giant plant man monster. Right. Uh, but it does its own thing and is willing to take risks, you know? And yeah. get really weird with it. That's and probably the best reboot or remake that I've seen so like far. It's more, yeah, it's one of the ones that's probably more famous than the original. Oh, totally. The original I mean, I've never seen. I just know the part where they burned the guy um, alive, and it's like the first. It's the first, uh, at least American movie, where um, to to depict someone burning uh, completely on fire on screen, which is a very interesting achievement. But it's a cool looking scene because it's like a dude who walks in, and they're just oh, yeah. throwing like Molotovs and like lighting on fire, and he's just like and he's slowly just... stumbling. It's cool. Yeah, I was like... and, he, and he finally flops into the snow. Dude, yeah. imagine how much that, how much like that blew people's minds back in the day. Oh god. Cool. I mean, this is only like a decade or so, like twenty years after Kong. You know, and people were probably terrified. Totally. I mean, freaking! You saw a man just burst into flames. He, uh, realistic, yeah. he was probably wearing a suit made of asbestos. Oh, that's worse. That's that's just a price to pay working with Hollywood. You know, you just sometimes yep. they set you on fire. You, they... <laughs> that was like, 
Like, that was how they set the Scarecrow's fire on arm in The Wizard of Oz. He was wearing, like, a sleeve made of asbestos. Yeah. Also, the snow in the uh, in the field of flowers was asbestos. <laughs> oh, did you hear recently they found, like, Dorothy's outfit or something from The Wizard of Oz? Really? Like, a university... In, like, a university basement, they found the original outfit that's been lost for years. Oh, damn. That's weird. I didn't even know it was lost. I didn't either. I knew, like, one of the pairs of shoes were lost because some hoodlums stole them and threw them into the river. I'm not kidding. The, <laughs> one of the pairs of the red ruby slippers was stolen by a bunch of freaking kids and thrown into the river. Fuck these there's shoes. A, there's a really dripped no. out fish right now. <laughs> that, fish, that fish just want to go, go home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's the thing. The fish is like spent uh, years. He's he's lost his home. He spent years trying to find the slipper so he can go home. And then the tragic part, he gets there and he realizes he doesn't have feet. <laughs> Wait, is it a Twilight episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not fair. It's not fair. There was time now. <laughs> Bro, just just find new glasses. <laughs> Yeah, you're in the, like, there's bound to be a pair of glasses around that have your I, prescription. I, just, I remember the fucking uh, Futurama episode. <laughs> where it's like, one thing after another, where it's like, the glasses like break <laughs> Oh, my eyes are good. The eyes pop out. I can read <laughs> Braille. The hands fall off. Yeah. He starts His tongue falls out. Just it's the slow good. Yeah, the salt, the slow disintegration of man. There was one I saw that was pretty good. Where it was just like uh, he's on a, where like it starts off with him in the casino and he he starts like he's like a casino where I always win. That's boring. I must be in hell. And then a flight attendant comes like you're not in hell. You're on an airplane. And there's a gremlin on the airplane. He's just like there's an airplane. <laughs> there's a gremlin out there. You gotta believe me. Why should I believe you? You're Hitler. You're Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking the escalation in those gags is absolutely brilliant. I also just like the parody names. They just call it the scary door. <laughs> Oh, the scary door. If the they scary made door. If, if they made a Futurama spinoff out of the scary door, it wouldn't last long. I think it would have to be a mini series. But it I already exists. It. It's called the Shivering Truth. Never watch that. It's basically uh, it's the Twilight Zone. If it was made by the creator of Xavier Renegade Angel, you have my interest. Yeah, it's 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 that. That's basically what it is. It's absolute nonsense. There's like, uh, there's like one story where it's like about people realize that prayer works, so that people start like mugging people to prayer jack them. It's like they hold up a gun. It's like pray me a hoagie and fly me to my job. <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah. Hey, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, move on. So, uh, yeah. pale. Hey, uh, worst movies. Worst B movies you've seen? Uh, I haven't seen a lot, and it takes a lot for me to dislike one. Um, I don't really hate it. I just think it's a little boring, but I do like the effects. Um, I'm gonna go with Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, I really like that movie, actually. I freaking love that movie. Damn, I, I can't believe I gotta kick you out of the podcast now. No, Shit. I'm sorry, <laughs> I really watched it and I was like, it's alright, I guess. It I seems like ever... one of the first, like, movies that's designed from, like, inception to be a B-movie. 
It's really fun, and the soundtrack's full. I like cool it. I didn't like it. And I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of. I'll, I'll go on top later because I've, I've seen, I've seen a lot of remakes of B movies, but not like the original. And I feel bad, and I'm like, fake. <laughs> I know there was a. Uh... There was, I remember there was like a game called uh, Harvester that was like very B-movie inspired. I think I remember Harvester. It sounds familiar. It was, it's like, it's set, it's like a full motion video. Like all the graphics are like digitized. Oh yeah, yeah. Harvester, the one that got banned from like Germany for being too violent and gory. Yep, that's how you know it's good. (laughs) Oh, if it's banned from Germany or Australia, you know it's good. You know it's good. good you know it's you know it's truly it's truly based gamer gunk. Yeah, it's like it's a it's a point and click adventure, and like one of the there was like a streamer playing it and jokingly like one of his chat members is like, oh yeah, he was like the character's talking to his mom and one of the um, people in chat is like, oh type in fuck in the command line and see what happens, and then he does and the mom is like. What a thing to say to your mother. Is that an invitation now that your father is out of action? <laughs> oh, I think that was Germa or I remember it was uh, Joel. Uh, Joel, that makes sense. I know Ger- I think Germa played it and I know Joel played it. Yeah, it's like it's all the kills and stuff are really gory and there's like a weird twist at the end. Oh yeah. It- it's like a perfect balance between the grindhouse of the 70s and the uh, classic B-movie mentalities, you know? Oh, yeah, because there's, like, uh, there's, like, one character who's just, like, uh, do you not like meat? Anyone who doesn't like meat is a commie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean that is true. Yeah. All vegans are commies, obviously. Oh. And all carnivores... We don't, you don't, we don't say commie anymore. We say Antifa. Wait. No, never mind. I was gonna say something on that. Anyway, honestly, well, we need to bring back Kami. No. Nah. Nothing. <laughs> anyway, we'll go. We'll go to the next topic. Yes. Uh, yes. The likes and dislikes. Uh, uh, we'll go like bottom up. So, pale. You you go first. Uh, it's just very broad. It's just um, I like how creative they can get with the special effects and makeup. Um, I guess saving money. I guess the dislikes is uh, sometimes it can look kind of like cheesy, over the top. Meh, the makeup. All right. Anything else? Anything else to add? No, that's it. All right. I guess in, in my uh, I agree with you, Phil, on the like uh, the, the creativeness of it. Uh, it's it's very interesting how to see what they do uh, when they had to save money. Yeah, like, how do we make I this effect? I, <laughs> I was Go gonna ahead. say like I think one technique they use is like I think they use melted gum or something for like like the skin. I don't. Remember. But they they do some weird and interesting, and it's pretty. And then another thing I like on these B movies is just the uh, more creative freedom yeah. like they have 
then like they can get weird budget, with it. They can get weird with it. Yeah, exactly. Right, because they have <laughs> they have like the knowledge of knowing like this isn't the uh, this isn't like the big budget ones that the studio is pushing. This is like a filler movie, so there, there's not as much. Wanna, and we want to get people seeing this. We got to make sure it's weird, ludicrous. You have something that people can see and talk about after the drive-in theater. You know. Yeah, and like the studios aren't going to be as like uh, as attentive with us because we're not the the big money maker. So let's just let's just get goofy. Freaking making robot monster. Freaking you yeah. are. You sound like a human, not a roman. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I like it. And then for the this... giant claw, it's as big as a battleship, dude. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and for dislikes, uh, I really I don't have like any particular dislikes for for B movies. Like, even if it's like bad effects or anything, just I don't I don't expect them to have high quality effects anyway. <laughs> what? Like it's it's nice when they have it, but like I, I don't expect the the this magical impressive film from the get go. But that's all I had to say. I'll just move on to ho Hollow. Like, Honestly, I have much of the same likes. I love the creativity, love how they can get weird with it and just go all out with whatever the fuck they want, you know? For the most part. I mean, back in the day, you had freaking various censorship boards and stuff. But even then, you had people in the underground doing weird shit. Yeah, B-movies, I love how weird they can get. I love how uh, creative they can be, not just with, I think this has been mentioned also, not just with um, what is in the movie, but how stuff is done. Because when you're working on a no budget, you start to think of weird ways to achieve certain effects that sometimes look better than what would be done if it was like a full budget movie. Yeah. And for dislikes, I can't really think of anything. Well, sometimes they can be, of course, boring, you know, because hey. a lot of B movies are from the 50s. Well, yeah, a lot of classic B movies can be slow and boring, but a lot of the majority of them are. So, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. All right, what were you, Alex? Too. Um, for me, one thing that I do like about um, B movies, and it's something that like James Rolfe has talked about before, where if the effects are like bad, they kind of become more tangible, and you can have like a better appreciation for how they did it. Like, I was watching when I was watching like the original Godzilla movie. There were some points in time where you can like tell that, uh, where you could tell like a set was a model, but because of that, because you, like, kind of have an understanding of how they did it, because, like, you see, like, a big CGI monster, and, like, oh, that looks cool, but most people don't really have any knowledge about, like, uh, like 3D animation or shading or stuff like that. There's, like, oh, it's a, it's a computer monster or a CGI thing. But, like, when you see a model, when you see, like, this sort of tangible thing that uh, most people would, like, say, oh, yeah, they had to, like... It's kind of more impressive or more... Um, easy to understand like oh how they did it i don't know if i'm explaining this very well 
But oh, um, no. it's like when you're able to figure out how it's done, you can appreciate it more. You can understand it more. And sometimes when you have something that's actually there, it makes it feel somehow more realistic. It gives it a level of grit that it wouldn't right. have. Like a lot of the problem with a lot of modern B movies is that they feel too clean. They feel too slick with all the CGI monsters. When you yeah. have a monster that's actually there, it feels a lot more realistic, even though it's clearly fake. It right. feels a lot more gritty and down to earth. And like yeah. this, it makes you want to go out and make one yourself because oh, clearly yeah. you can. And it's also really impressive because, like, there's there's so many, like, types of effects that we can just do now with, like, the click of a button. But if you wanted to do anything like it back then, you would have to, like, do camera tricks. You'd have to invent just a new technology for one type of shot and, like, jump through all of these hoops just to get, like, a shot that will still look, like, rough around the edges. But there's, like, you can really uh, appreciate, like, oh, wow, they did this in the in the 50s. Good lord. Not just the 50s, but then you got the freaking insane stuff they were doing in the 20s. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> like, it was very, uh, it was very experimental. Totally. And then you got stuff like, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one, all of those bones were real. Oh, yeah. Wait, were they real? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> One, if I remember correctly, that's like one of the big facts about that movie. All the bones used in it were very real. Hot. <laughs> no pale wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's kind I of hot. That's it's that's pretty hot. Cool, man. Oh no, he's hot. I I can appreciate stuff like that. Sorry. Yeah, they still got the- I don't know if they still have the real, uh, skull in Pirates of the Caribbean or not. When- when I- when I die, I want to be turned into an animatronic at a theme yeah. park. Yeah! Oh, that'd be sick. Then I can haunt- dude, I can haunt Disney World. And I can, uh, use my ghost to possess the statue of Walt Disney. Fucking possess it and freaking just- I don't know. I can control Disney uh, in death, and I can possess like all the different animatronics. I can walk around as uh, as like different presidents. You can reenact the bite of '87 with Walt Disney's with, giant statue with empty, with his frozen head, with empty suits of the Disney characters just lying around. Yes. Yeah. Make shit. Uh... Fuck with the people coming in early by putting weird signs and archaic messages in the walls. <laughs> where's where's my Five Nights at Disney? <laughs> Five Nights Five. at Treasure Island! They, uh, is that not a thing, Five Nights at Disney? Because I know they made a mod where it's like Five Nights at the Krusty Krab. Five Nights at Disney seems like it writes itself, just, you know, oh, just no, no, like no, no. animatronics and Mickey Mouse. And Oh, okay, good. I was like, it was, it's called Five Nights at Treasure Island, and it's based off of that one creepypasta with photo-negative Mickey taking his head off. <laughs> oh, you mean Abandoned by Disney? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, called Five Nights at Treasure Island, and it's based off of that. Right. You don't have to send me a link to that. Swag. Swag. 
All right. Uh, who who was next? I, I lost track. It was Alex too, right? Likes and dislikes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, dislikes. One thing I have to say that I dislike is when uh, a B movie tries to like too heavily lean. Like I I don't really like it when a movie uses like uh oh we're just a B movie as an excuse to not try. To be lazy. Like yeah, yeah to, to be lazy and stuff because I think like being intentionally lazy can be can work when you've got like the comedic timing right but then you have stuff like um like a good example that i've seen is the amazing bulk where the humor comes from how poorly made it is and there are and there are parts of the amazing bulk that are definitely funny but at at some point it feels kind of like uh like they're just really heavily leaning on like oh we have all these uh, terrible special effects and that's the joke no. The whole movie is just free assets found online. Free yeah. green screen assets they found and just pasted together through the entire thing. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like it's just leaning on that and hoping that that will be enough to carry it and not really putting effort into much else. Which is which is not that kind of sucks the fun out of it for me because there's like just comes a point where like you go numb. I, I think it's pretty funny on that movie is every time they walk, they, cause they just have to walk in place, and it's obvious that they don't know how to do that. Like it that is, is stuff like that like is pretty funny. They're they're not professionals at walking in place, like Linkara. Like Linkara, <laughs> insert gif of <laughs> insert Linkara gif here. <laughs> insert yeah, but yeah. That actually reminds me of this one B movie. I think it's called like Bad CGI Sharks or Killer CGI Sharks, <laughs> and it's actually one of those uh, uh, B movies that's cleverly done and uses its shitty CGI sharks in an interesting way. Like by the end of the film, like the CGI sharks gain sentience. And try Whoa. to rewrite the script that they're currently reenacting <laughs> so they win or something like that. It's fucking, it's weird and fun. Brilliant that, yeah. and fun. That, that sounds cool. Uh, hold on. I remember I watched a review from a guy about it. It's like, uh, yeah, killer CGI. Or, but yeah, it was, uh, I remember it was made by like a brother team. And the brothers actually star in the movie. Yep. Nice. All right. Uh, how about you, Alex Menes? Likes and dislikes? Um, uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, always for dislikes. I think sometimes the only thing is that they can, if you try to like watch a couple of them, they do get a little tiring sometimes when they're like, um, because I think it's the whole thing with the B-movies that they tend to not, they intentionally kind of are a little, they're not art house ish Like, they're just kind of, like, like kind of well aware this is, like, dumb fun. And sometimes, like, I'm like, ah, I need to, like, like take a break. And sometimes it's, like, a little it's a little much. Sometimes you just kind of sit through, like, a lot of movies like that. For me personally, oh, Decker, Shadow, I haven't seen his videos in ages. Sorry, I just, like, scrolled down to saw something. Um, but, um... But I don't know. That's not that's like not like a big dislike. I think my big like of them um, that no one has really mentioned is that it can start careers in terms of like sometimes like a lot of 
uh, talented people, very talented people later on can uh, 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 get their oh, yeah. start from making making B movies like uh, Francis Ford Coppola, you know, Godfather, uh, yeah. Apocalypse Now, Conversation, and et cetera, et cetera. You know, all time, all time great. He started off making like B movies, like that's kind of his foray into. I mean, I mean Jaws. Making... Same thing with uh, Peter Jackson as well. Peter Jackson. Sam Raimi. Steven Spielberg got to start with like a call, TV movie. Well, I wouldn't call Jaws a B movie. That's I like, would call I would call Jaws a B movie. It was I released. I really would. Literally, <laughs> literally, it was released in a time that was proven unprofitable at that point in time. The summer months were a period of time that was meant for movies that were meant to flop, huh. and were meant and were meant to not really make that much money. Oh, I know, but I wouldn't say it's like a B. It really fits right. the qualifications of a B movie, though. Even Spielberg's say... first movie was Duel. Well, yeah, yeah, it's his first. Well, Sugarland Express, uh, Duel, yeah, Duel and Sugarland Express. It depends yeah. if you count a B movie, a, a B movie, a TV movie as his first movie. But yeah, Duel and and Sugarland Express. The, the man basically just snuck onto the Universal backlot one day, set himself up in a closet, and said that was his office, and just, like, finagled his way into becoming a director. <laughs> yeah, you really can't do that anymore, but, that, yeah. You can't. That's a dream. I, I wish I could do that with the comic industry, man. <laughs> oh, if yeah. I could uh, just fucking randomly at Marvel, you just notice one day that a random hobo has made himself at home and is writing comics in your closet. At like the Marvel offices, and they'll they'll think you're you're just eccentric, yeah. No, honestly, at this point, they probably would, or they would think I'm just a normal writer for Marvel. But yeah. Oh, but um, no, but yeah, a lot of uh, people kind of get their starts from people we've already mentioned, and um, there's way more people that I'm like not remembering, but just what's his name? I think the guy who created uh, did the uh, Terminator. And James stuff. Cameron. James Cameron. I'm pretty. I'm pretty well, sure. Piranha Two is that's like yeah. a weird one because he is credited as the director, but like most people kind of don't view it as his first movie because it's he was kind of brought I, into that, and I don't know. I remember good... what's his name? What's his name? Not Bob I. Gordon. No, no. Uh, the the guy he, he's famous for B movies. Not Ed Wood. Uh, he, he produced the Carnosaur movies. And he made that one Fantastic Four movie before all the other Fantastic Four movies. Oh, he made I, the first one. I, I think you're talking about because I know those movies. I don't know the name of the director, but I'm trying to remember the name of the guy. But uh, he made like uh, a like a Cashin movie, and like one of those big directors worked on the Cashin movie. A lot of big directors worked for him starting out. I know right. that. So he's. Yeah, and then of course trauma, trauma films. Oh goodness, trauma. Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman. I mean, James Gunn came from trauma. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, a lot of freaking. I I, I love the original Toxic Avenger to this day. All the oh, sequels. Yeah, yeah. The, the first two sequels, <laughs> Duck Duck Monkey Fuck, and then yes. the most the most recent sequel, Citizen Toxie. Good, but not great. I love the um. I love that one clip of like Lloyd Kaufman doing giving like an interview, and he's talking about poultry guys. He's like, I believe we've uh, we've successfully filmed the greatest scene of explosive diarrhea. 
<laughs> he's like he's just so proud. I love it. <laughs> You're saying that? Oh, that's brilliant. I re- I remember uh, this one show called Oddities, which is about weird fucking old school antiques, and uh, he was on it, looking Ooh. for a human hand. Because of course he was. Yeah, he was looking for something for the next Toxie film, and he wanted a real, like, mummified human hand for it. <laughs> um, yep. I, okay, I wasn't done with my point at all, but... Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. Go, go okay. ahead, Alex. Yeah, it's like one of the... T- I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, <laughs> but um, aside from that, also, um, no, one's, no one's mentioned this, but I would consider them to be B-movies. I don't, I don't see anyone mentioning... Like, even, like, I went on Google to see, like, does anyone call these kind of movies B-movies? But, um, uh, like, black exploitation films. Um, um, and, I men- and I mentioned that in the sense that, like, for positives, it tends to give an outlet for kind of disenfranchised uh, people to kind of make their own movies. Because, um, yeah. like, yeah. because I mean, they're, che- cause they're cheap. <clears throat> because I- they're, like, cheap and uh, quick to make films and... Uh, oftentimes they're not going to be given the budget of like a bigger movie so you know the advantage is like a studio can kind of give you money it's like yeah, yeah sure sure make something you know whatever and a lot of those film- films are kind of disposable but they do make um you know it is a way to kind of gi- give uh other people kind of like voices um rather especially in the 70s specifically i'm talking about like um black- again for black exploitation kind of giving like that audience uh kind of an outlet to make films and kind of star people that aren't just kind of boring white people. Um, And the the only one granted I've seen thus far, because I've kind of been lazy with watching movies in general lately, but it's like Dolomite, um, which is like a fun sort of like action type movie stuff. And Dolomite, my name kind of explains kind of the, the movie with Eddie Murphy kind of explains the process behind that and whatever. But, um, Stuff like that, and um, and again, I haven't seen this movie, but I'm more familiar with the soundtracks to them, like the theme song to Shaft, or the soundtrack to the soundtrack to Superfly by um, Curtis Mayfield is really really good. Um, yeah. Again, I haven't seen the movie, but the soundtrack because I really like soul and funk and whatever music from the '70s, and I don't know, it's just kind of a cool outlet and stuff like that for um, to give other people. Uh, voices and ways to kind of do that stuff and again kind of with back to ed wood um it's i wouldn't call it like a movie about kind of transgender issues but um there's like glenner glenda um which that kind of dabbles in the line of like it's it's kind of um a way to kind of like make a story about a topic like that that like and again i'm not saying the movie's like really that kind of movie but I wouldn't. I couldn't really see a movie like that being made on a bigger budget with a bigger studio in mind. Like it just kind of, especially for '50s Hayes Code stuff, it it would not fly for most of them probably. Um, and I, I don't know. I just for for those reasons, I think they're cool. Just kind of lets people do make make their films without needing to spend like millions of dollars and stuff like that. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, I, oh, I, I we posted the Blackula. I would. Uh, from, Criminal, Criminal yeah. from Billy and Mandy. Um, 
I'm going way way older when the show is called Grim and Evil, but yeah, Billy and Mandy. But yeah. I I would put like I would consider them B movies. I think they're just better known as black black exploitation films. Black exploitation like, is like a subsect of yeah. What what yeah. said? <laughs> I was just when I looked into this topic, I was like, I didn't. Why? I was like, do they count? Because no one's really mentioning them. Like, I guess they count them. Like, I'm gonna count them. They fit every. They check off every box in terms of budget, budget, and um. I feel like some kung fu like movies would also fit into B movie. Yeah, I saw. I, I saw Enter the Dragon was listed as a B movie. Like, I don't know if I consider that a B movie. I haven't seen it in years, but I love that movie. But um. Yeah, Kung Fu films. I haven't, again, seen any of them, so I didn't have any comments to make versus with Black Exploitation, where at least I'm somewhat familiar with some of the stuff. But um, Kung Fu films, yeah. Black Exploitation. The only one I've seen like in those is uh, Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite, yeah. Ooh. I'm more familiar with the Adult Swim show, but I know it's based on a movie um, from the 70s. Another one's yeah. a... Um... Oh, yeah, but there you one go. One movie that I've heard... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was saying, but there you go with the uh, Chainer said Kung Fu films. And I'm like, well, you know, again, kind of a, 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 a sort of a more niche outlet or group of people being allowed to kind of make these kind of movies that um, in bigger Hollywood stuff are not being made again, kind of shining in light and voice and stuff like that. And those movies were also really popular within the black community also. So again, you know, it's it's more of that, you know, kind of gives more of a more of a voice of power and uh, stuff to certain communities and whatever. It's cool. Uh, continue. Oh, yeah. One um, movie um, that I heard a lot about, like, uh, that I learned about recently, mainly from Kill Count, was Bones. The, which is, like, the horror Bones. movie? The ABC yeah. show? Wait, is it, was, it was the one? It, wait, is Bones <laughs> the one with Snoop Dogg or something? Yeah, it? it was, like, it's, like, a horror movie with, like, elements of black exploitation in it, and it's about, like, uh, it's about like sort of a not a. It's sort of like a. Or he was he wasn't a drug dealer. That was like that was something he was against. He was like is he like a demon or something? Oh, he was like basically the the head uh, the head criminal of like a neighborhood and sort of looked over and protected it, and then like people double crossed him. So it's like a Phantom of the Opera kind of thing where he's now like a vengeful spirit. Yeah, I've had... they use like a lot of practical <laughs> effects with it and. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen the movie. Like, and I'm only familiar with the poster and knowing that Snoop Dogg's in it and some of the songs on the soundtrack um, by virtue of him. But um, I would recommend watching yeah. the Kill Count episode on it because there's a lot of like really fun tidbits. Like, there was like a scene where he was like walking upstairs through like a house on fire, and that was the only shot of the movie where he was sober. Oh, <laughs> another, was film, another film subsect for what you call it. B-movies, I would say uh, Turkish cinema. Ooh. The Turkish knockoff films. Like Three Dev Adam and uh, freaking... Uh, what, should, what was it called The again? Avengers. Oh, there's so many great Turkish knockoff films. But there's one Turkish film that I actually like. It's not a knockoff. It's called uh, Lion Man. And it's about this dude who was raised by lions in the woods... And he eventually gets his like hands burnt off, but replaces them with, like steel lion paws, and kung fu's people to death. 
That sounds awesome. The ultimate furry. Wait. Yes. Oh, oh I, I have it on Blu-ray. I have that film on Blu-ray Ooh. somewhere in my collection. I nice. just misplaced it. But the problem with the Blu-ray edition, granted, it's in English, which is freaking awesome. But in the original film, Lion Man's like roars and stuff were literally stock sounds from Bruce Lee. <laughs> so you nice. would randomly hear Bruce Lee's "Whatcha," and Lion Man would appear. just in the background you would hear the bruce lee noise and lion man was there with his paws and he was freaking flashing people's eyes out it's art art yeah but yeah anyway let's uh move on to the next topic the uh best b movie you ever seen yeah uh we'll go uh what was the order we did uh, we're gonna go back to pale. Back to pale. All right. Okay. Uh, Lexi, I, I got uh the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. What? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, my bad. Uh, we. No, oh, we can start with pale. It's fine. I can wait. My turn. Okay. And then just go back down again. Sorry, I, I forgot we ended off with me. Uh. uh, uh okay. Whatever. We'll, we'll just yeah. go down up again. Yeah. Conti- okay. Continue on pale. Yeah, so uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think it's neat. Yes. I, I like it. It it's it, 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 Chainsaw it, it Massacre. Great with the budget they had. Like, yeah, I recommend. I remember uh, the in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I got recommended yeah. uh, it a long time ago, and I was told it was like the scariest movie, the most realistic movie, or whatever. And I was kind of just bored during the whole thing. <laughs> And I really disliked. Oh, <laughs> I really disliked all the characters except for the murder family. I forgot their yeah, names. They're great. But oh, the, like my friend who thought the main, all the main teenagers are really annoying. All the main I, teenagers are fucking annoying and assholes. I, I and I'm, I'm glad they died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. Um. <laughs> I would have mentioned two more. I'm gonna mention, even though I've never seen the originals, just because I've seen the remakes, um, Dawn of the Dead and The Hills of Eyes. I really like the remakes. I've never seen the originals, but I feel like I would really like the uh, originals if I seen Oh, them. God. The intro, like, the intro to Dawn of the Dead, there was a lot of stuff in about, like, the, the remake of Dawn of the Dead that really- there's stuff like about the the remakes of Dawn of the Dead that still gives me chills. Like the opening is 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 just terrifying. From Dawn it's of the a, Dead, the the are you talking the the original the or the remake? Uh, the remake. Uh, the, like the opening, like the opening sequence, the opening sequence, and like the first scene where like uh, they're the main character just wakes up to a world that's just in complete chaos. It's yeah, terrifying. Yeah. From what I remember, um, yeah. There's what? also like the uh they did one it was like a news report and it was like a special feature on a, on like the DVD and they basically formatted it like it was a news report like commenting on the outbreak as it, mm-hmm. as it happens and they have like and I was surprised like how oddly realistically they played it so like um it starts off with like oh yeah there's some weird riots going on and it just progresses and then it goes to like the White House where there's like the Minister of Defense is like uh we're it's like we're declaring martial law effective immediately. We will take no further questions. Like they play it all straight, 
Yeah. And the end, I'm thinking like I'm thinking the end is going to be like really cheesy, and then like oh, and then a zombie breaks into the <laughs> the studio and kills the anchor. But no, there's like well, I believe we're going to go off the air now. And he looks in the camera's like, honey, get the kids. I'm coming home. I'm like no, <laughs> no. I need to. See. Dude, it's crazy. They they it's actually like uh, there was just a ton of like material that was made to coincide with that movie also the song choice for the opening credits was good yeah. um uh-huh. anyway uh um, yeah continue on phil um <coughs> i was gonna say i like shop choppy mall but except for the parts where they were horny i liked it though <laughs> um i i guess Oh, I'm only going off. Uh, also, this one because someone mentioned it in the notes. Uh, eight-legged freaks. That was my. Was that was my. Like, time. Of, yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say, in terms of a budget, it's it, they had enough. They had a lot of money to make that. But in terms of, I think I know what you mean. I guess in terms of, it feels like a B movie. I really, I love that. I love that it's, movie. It's like straight up trying to be a B movie. Yeah. It's not too. I mean, it's yeah. not like. It didn't have, this is like 2002, it didn't, weirdly enough, yeah. uh, it didn't have Spider-Man money, but, um, like, it wasn't, like, super cheap either, but yeah, it's it's yeah. literally a B-movie, like, it doesn't ha- it doesn't care if it makes sense, it's just, like, a fun movie where they kill spiders and spiders kill people. <laughs> it's fun. It's great. I remember Into- watching it as a little kid, and I was like, what's this? And then I came back to watch it again, and I was like, I love this. <laughs> oh, I used to love it as a kid. You know, it kind of scared me because I was like, I didn't Aww. like the dog getting eaten by the spider yeah. and it's stuff great. like that, oh, yeah. or no, the cat no. fighting the spider. It's oh god, or the old person. I don't know. I don't know. There's like parts that I felt bad. It's like I don't. Yeah, like, I'm not it's, the it's, biggest it's, fan I, of like. I'm like seeing animals, like small, or just animals. Creatures. Yeah, animals. Because there's like cows that get murdered also, or old people. And I'm like, I don't like seeing an old man getting his shit wrecked by a spider. That's uh, not fun. I don't know. Yeah. It's fun <laughs> if you if you detach your empathy a little bit, because otherwise you could, you get sad like me. Like, yeah. why am I getting sad thinking about this? <laughs> I've learned uh, after watching uh, like. After watching certain shows and movies, I'm like, I've learned not to get attached to certain people. Like the like at the opening of like the first episode of Invincible, where that dad is talking about patching things up with his like with his son-in-law. I'm like, oh, he's about to die. Yeah. And then he did, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, he lived a, a successful life later on. <laughs> the, and then it conv- that and that convinced me to let my guard down. Like, oh, maybe this show won't be so kill happy. And then it got to the end of the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's, hey. that's all I got. That's all you got? Alright. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll just move on to me. Uh, like, speaking of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like as much as I don't like the characters, it's still a pretty good movie. Hey, it, it, it does... Uh, it works very well on creating this uh, really intense environment, especially around the end. Uh, where the I forgot her name. The main character is on a table with the crazy redneck family, and they're just like, uh, what, what is it? Just acting out, hollering. It, it, it's it's such a. It really sets 
this uncomfortable atmosphere uh, during the last segment of the movie. <clears throat> which, which which Texas Chainsaw are you talking about? The remake uh, or the, the first original? One, the original, first one. Okay. Just curious. Uh, then another interesting thing on Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm -hmm. is the they don't do loud noise for jump scare just yeah. leatherface just ha appears and just bonks you in the head that movie <laughs> like that movie made me jump a couple times surprisingly when i first fought even when i revisited uh, some of the noises um like it's the soundtrack's really effective in making it creepy. It sounds like it's something's like scraping against some like some metal. It's really I cool. love when like when horror movies do like subtle scares that you might not yeah. even notice the first time around. Like I love how in uh in Halloween you'll just like in like the original Halloween, the yeah. main character will just be in class, but like you'll see Michael Myers just walking in the background, like or just standing there watching her. Like yeah. Thunderman. Yes. Yes. Honestly, yes. honestly, a lot of those Slenderman <laughs> series have a lot of cues taken from old slasher films. Like, oh yeah, totally, one hundred percent. And then uh, to continue on with the Tessa Chase Massacre, I I like the second one more than the first one, even though it's worse. I I just enjoy its camp campier nature of it. It's way more absurd. But I like I was more entertained with that, just, like um, like the chainsaw chainsaw fight scene at the end with Leatherface and that one cop obsessed with them. Oh yeah, that that movie. It, the thing about that movie is that it's both terrible and good at the same time. It manages to balance. Right. Yeah, I I feel like the only like the worst thing. In that movie, it's just horny Leatherface. Oh yeah, that scene. <laughs> the dry humping with the fucking chainsaw. Dry, dry, dry humping the ice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I never got to that. Also, there, there's that. Didn't he cross dress in that movie with like a makeup, makeup freaking leather mask? I think you're thinking of. Uh, uh, no, that's the first one where he had a fancy. He put makeup oh, on. I think yeah. it was the first one. I remember. I, I think, another movie for some reason. I remember in the third movie, it like starts with Leatherface holding aloft like a silver chainsaw <clears throat> and light reflecting off of it in this epic scene. You know, it is freaking like uh, He-Man holding up the power sword, but it's Leatherface holding up his chainsaw. Right. Right. But yeah. Uh, anyway, like, and for uh, best movies I've I've seen is uh, I'll I'll just say like the Peter Jackson earlier stuff, like Bad Taste, uh, Dead Alive, and Meet the Feebles. <laughs> they're all pretty good. <laughs> I I thought they were pretty good. They're pretty short as well, but. <laughs> the the right. sense of i don't know like he just the the way he utilizes gore is is uh pretty well made uh even though everything seems to be done in just one shot uh in like one small room wherever 
it's so impressive what like Peter Jackson accomplishes with with very little. <clears throat> and I think um uh all the characters in these in these movies are 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 so are fun, you know. Even the yeah. random background characters. Like in Dead Alive, I love the 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 priest in Dead Alive, you know. I it's especially that <laughs> that scene where he fights zombies in the graveyard. Oh yeah. I kick arse for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that seems great. <laughs> or or like the main character from Bad Taste where he's obviously just fucking insane. Uh, but he just keeps going. You know, even when his head just breaks apart and like he still just keeps going to hunt down these aliens. <laughs> right. Let's see. And then uh Killer Clowns from Outer Space uh, has creative death scenes. Like it's probably the first movie I've seen that with with creative death scenes. That's a really fun movie. Yeah. The soundtrack of that is amazing. Yeah. And I saw I saw that someone put Mars Attack in this in this list. Me. me uh, <laughs> I love that's my favorite Tim Burton movie. I I love uh, Mars Attack. I used to I should I used to watch it all the time as a kid. Yeah, it's it's a fun. It's a very fun movie, and it's 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 the end of Tim Burton's prime as the fun director. Um, I have he's one of my favorite directors, but I have a very I have very interesting opinions on him as a fan of his <laughs> compared to other Tim Burton fans I talk to because there's yeah. other fans like oh I love this this movie this movie this movie's like I, I love I love his first eight movies or whatever I kind of don't love the rest of them afterwards, but well some of them I do, but Mars Attacks is really fun, yeah. I pre like I I don't mind his newer stuff. I, it's just I wish he was more in tune to his creative side. I yeah yeah exactly yeah. Like uh, what is it? Tim Burton's X Men. Yeah. Tim Burton's X Men. The what's her what's her name? Oh oh oh! oh you mean uh, the school for the. That one, yes. <laughs> What's it called? Um, is it Tim Burton's X Men? Like he did Batman. Not I'm like, oh, I know what you're talking about. It's it's based on a book. Um, Miss Peregrine. Miss Peregrine. School for Peculiar. I really thought that movie was dull, but I don't know. I know, like it. It has an interesting concept. And in I saw it through, like I saw it years ago. That maybe I'd like it better a second time. But also, oh yeah, I was also sick when I watched. It. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. <laughs> I was no, just no, sick no, no, when I'm watching. I was like blowing my nose every minute. It, it's like it is a dull movie, but it has interesting ideas in it. Like yeah. how they're stuck in a time loop, or they they are just goth X Men. Like... <laughs> <gasps> Wait, you said goth? Well, I mean, the original, goth, like, huh? Ryan Singer X Men movie, they might as well be goth because they're all wearing yeah. black. They're all wearing black. Like, leather. Black leather. Yeah. Oh, they can't, it looks and they cool. can't move around in them. People hate it, but I don't care. It looks cool, man. <laughs> like, have you seen that clip of, like, the actors, like, on yeah, set? Yeah, they jump like... over uh, legs and they can't because their legs are way too stiff oh, to do anything. Oh, God, those suits were terrible. They yeah. were fashionable. I don't care. I'm gonna go to a they, club. They were, they were, they were, they were dark, edgy trash. Fashionable, no. but not functional. 
Like, well, yeah, that's just like me. <laughs> but, but yeah, I can dress very nicely, but I do not know how to function on my own. The I, I feel like the Miss Peregrine movie would have been better if Tim Burton was just uh, a little more more wacky. On his yeah, directing. that's his problem because yeah. Mars Attacks <laughs> is like really fun, or Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Like he's just or Beetlejuice. He's just like a really fun director and and. Miss, I want to. I keep calling it. I keep wanting to call it Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but that's a completely different movie. Just call the it the Chadwick Boseman movie. Um, just call it Tim Burton's X Men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting the name. I keep calling it Ma Rainey. That's a very different movie. Tim Burton's X Men. Um, Perry Gilliam's Watchmen. It's just not. It's just a little too not fun. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's too serious. It's. I don't know. But continue to your yeah, top. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, I put in the room, like, because I really... You're tearing me apart, Tuner. You're tearing me apart. <laughs> just, it's it's just, like, I don't know. I've seen it so many times yeah. that it, 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 it's, it's, it holds a special place in my heart. It, even though it is terrible. I fucking love the room. <laughs> yeah. Tommy oh, was so. I love it when Tommy was so is on screen. Whenever he's off screen, it's like. Yeah. Please come back, Tommy. <laughs> Why is everyone else bothering? This is clearly Tommy's movie. Because yeah. everyone's trying to take it very seriously. I mean, Tommy is too, but like everyone's trying to be like professional and like kind of rein it in. And then Tommy's just like. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what's. He's, something's up with him. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I want to introduce you to the new Joker. That, that's all I had to say. Uh, I'll pass it on to Harlem. Okay, I have a bit of a list. Go on. Um, so the the first movie I want to mention uh, that I really like, but I, I'm not sure if it qualifies as a B movie, but it definitely has been inspired by B movies. And that kind of storytelling is RoboCop. That's a really good movie. I didn't think of it, but yeah. Well, I mean, have you seen the uh, have you seen the pretty... alternate uh, the alternate cut that's more violent? I have not. I don't think I have. But the now scene I'm... where like apparently the scene have where like RoboCop shoots the guy for uh, in like the demo, he just turns him into pudding for like five minutes. Holy oh. shit! So, no. Time. After after I'm done here, I'm gonna be looking some stuff up for sure. Of course, there's uh, there's our RoboCop remake. Yeah, oh, that one's funny. Heard of it through Pan talking about it on yeah, the podcast. It's I was good. Like, oh, it's it, fun. It's basically just this. Uh, I don't know if it's like uh, well, it's definitely not accurate, but I don't know if uh, how it's based on the scene where RoboCop stops like a rapist. Um, yeah, but like they, there's more that keep coming out. And RoboCop keeps having very peculiar aim. He keeps shooting uh, them in the doink. <laughs> and it's very graphic and very not oh, yeah. But it's Robo funny. They exploded uh, a ton of sausages. Robota- RoboCop has been trained with CBT. Your wreath. Cock and balls. <laughs> this may include directly painful activities such as genital spanking, bruising, ball busting. <laughs> oh, I remember. I remember. I I was flipping through uh, the the dreaded app, the Twitter, 
one time, and for some reason, somebody posted a video of some chick jumping on a dude's crotch. Sweet, dude. so It's like a oh, specialized yeah. separation device. So she's just jumping on the member and the beans, you know? Purely that. I and mean, I saw just... one video. It was like a girl doing a sweet uh, front flip gainer onto a guy's nuts. Oh, Oof. God. Oof. Painful. Oof. Ishii. You could actually hear him crack. Oh, uh, God. Hey, ah. hey Hollow, uh, go on with your list. Okay. Yes. So the next one, who killed Captain Alex? Freaking oh, yeah. Everyone... Uganda oh, cinema is something else, dude. Everyone Uganda oh, knows Kung Fu. I, I have... I, I have who killed Captain Alex on DVD and have a frame of a bunch of stuff from the film that I got in the mail with yeah. the DVD. Yeah, so that's. I, I love that movie. I yeah, love, I just, su that's such a good like, and he never expected that movie to go outside Uganda, blew up on the internet. Yeah, that movie had a budget of two hundred dollars. It had a budget of like lint, you know, <laughs> yes. compared to everything else. Money he had to well spent. everything off his compute off of his computer, so he to make a new movie. Freaking like, man, it was this, inspirational. That the budget really... was passion and nothing else is great. I, uh, love, I, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, the next one, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yes. Obviously. It's freaking one of the classics. It's in the public domain. The, the, the way it builds tension and the cinematography, the lighting, everything about that movie is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and I really want to get the Criterion Collection release of it. Because it's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the next movie I want to mention, and this is like one of my top, top favorites, and just top favorites in general, uh, Toxic Avenger, the original. I still, uh, it, I still haven't watched that one. Oh, I highly recommend it. It's like if, imagine if RoboCop was a mutant instead of like a, a robot, right. a cyborg, you know. That's kind of like what uh, Toxic Adventure is. Also, minus about a, a, a decent portion of the budget, you know? Right. And Toxic... I would not recommend the sequel, though. Like... Wasn't the, there an animated series, too? Oh, yeah, Toxic uh, Crusaders. That was actually pretty good. Toxic Crusaders oh. was fun. Uh, yeah. Toxic Adventure 2 was... Kind was honestly freaking sucked. I think that was the one where Toxie fought the devil himself. <laughs> and then Toxic Avenger three, Toxie goes to Japan to find his father. And they also they changed the actors around in the second two movies. And just overall, they don't flow well. It doesn't fit right. They suck. They uh, honestly suck. That's um, a bummer. And the the recent one, the fourth one, uh, Citizen Toxie, it's good, not as good as the original, but definitely better than the second two. Right. Uh, totally. But yeah, uh, the next one, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, the original. Fucking love that movie with King Caesar and all that stuff. Right. I, I yeah, have it. Pretty... I have it on my list to watch, but I haven't watched it yet. The special effects, I think that was the first Godzilla movie I saw, or at least one of them. Like, one of the two. And right. it was 
brilliant the special effects. Mecha Godzilla is such a great antagonist in that movie. And the Seesaw song. <laughs> just fucking literally they stopped the movie for like a good two minutes for a character <laughs> to sing a song to a kaiju to wake it up. <laughs> I'm not really kidding. Cinema. Uh, then I have a, f- a few more. Uh, Ricky O, the story of Ricky. It's a it's a grindhouse kung fu movie based off of a manga. And uh, Wang did a video on it recently, and it's just brilliantly brutal and gory. Like, there's this one scene where you have this guy who's like a woodcarver, and he tries to use a woodcarver against uh, the bad guys, and the bad guys grab the woodcarver and just shred his face. Jesus, what movie is this? Ricky O, the story of Ricky. All right. The story of Ricky Bobby. So uh, it, it, uh, Ricky, uh, before he Ricky ends up in jail because the entire film takes place in prison, uh, his girlfriend gets killed by a drug dealer who drugs her up, and then she like walks off the roof mm-hmm. and she dies. And you see the body hit the ground, and it's clearly a dummy. Uh, and then Ricky finds like the drug dealer and does the same thing to him. Except he like then jumps off the roof or something and lands on the drug dealer. <laughs> oh yeah, that that's the movie. A cult just posted a picture of it or like a fan made poster. And in general, yeah, the film is wonderfully brutal. There's an art to like gore and violence, and Ricky Riccio is just like the perfect summation of that. And an honorable mention goes to House of a Thousand Corpses. The only reason House of a Thousand Corpses is really getting an honorable mention is because of Captain Spaulding. Uh, you, you know Captain Spaulding, the, the guy, the clown guy. Uh, yeah, he, he, I freaking love Captain Spaulding. He's terrible. He, he's like <laughs> Frank if he was a murderer. Uh-huh. I mean... More of a murderer. Because I'm pretty sure Frank is a murderer of some caliber. Already. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. And, I, and yeah, just... There's also two other movies I want to mention, but I, I'm not sure if they would be considered B-movies or not. Go ahead. Uh, they're animated films, and they're... I'm going to go deeper into them at a later date, probably. I just want to mention them, War of the Servers and Community Event. They're films, animated films made using Gmod with zero to no budget, you know? And they're very, like, sci-fi themed, you know? But yeah, I'll go into them in a later date. All right, cool. Uh, anyways, Alex, you go. Um... Okay, there are two movies I want to bring up. One is a movie that I haven't seen, but I want to give a shout out because I do really want to see it. It's it is a Japanese movie called As the, As the Gods Will. It's uh it's this really weird like horror movie death game type deal taking place in like a in a Japanese school where a bunch of kids like are uh, placed against like figure like different like figurines to play school games like. There's a Daruma doll that forces everyone to play red light, green light, and if you're seen, your head explodes into red marbles. 
Oh, oh yeah, okay, I know. Yeah, that, that movie. That, yeah, yeah, I know that movie. That's on Netflix, I think. It's on Netflix. Ooh, I gotta yeah. put that on my watch list then. Uh, but it looks very. From what I've seen of it, it's very. Uh, it's very unapologetically strange, and uh, it looks like it looks like a lot of fun. And another one that I want to mention, I brought up earlier, is uh, Shin Godzilla. I saw that one recently. And one thing that I really appreciate about it is, like, the original Godzilla was, like, meant to comment on uh, nuclear warfare and, like, the invention of the atomic bomb and what that means for society and everything. And I think it was, I think it was really clever what uh, Shin Godzilla did. Um, so, like, in the same way that the original Godzilla was a critique of nuclear warfare, the Shin Godzilla was, like, Fukushima disaster in 2011, and... There are a lot of, like, just straight-up direct references to, like, the tsunami and the nuclear plants and everything, like, when, because uh, in the movie, Shin Godzilla evolves, so his first form, he crawls onto land, and he's, like, basically knocking a bunch of stuff out of the way, and the way he's, like, destroying everything looks like a tsunami, just, like, wrecking, uh, wrecking the landscape, and also there's a lot of criticism of just, like, government bureaucracy, and it's very tongue it's like very tongue in cheek too like the, all the government will be in like one room having a meeting is like i'm not sure about this we'll need to reconvene and then they'll go to another room and start another meeting as godzilla continues to destroy the city and uh it's very it's by the uh, one of the guys behind evangelion is one of the directors for it. it and it definitely has that kind of energy to it the design of godzilla is terrifying yeah, he's uh, uh, very creepy looking. He looks yeah, he's not like, that creepy looking. He looks half well, dead. Well, he yeah, because he's got like he's got like lifeless fish eyes. And one detail that was really cool that someone pointed out that my friend pointed out to me is that his eyes are the same size. So like when he ends up, so like when he's on land, his eyes are like huge. They look they're basically like lifeless fish. They look like googly eyes. But uh, as he gets bigger and bigger and bigger, the eyes stay the same size, and then oh. it gets, reaches the point where, like, his eyes are, like, the normal size. Mm -hmm. But, like, that, but it's a cool way to, like, tease how big he's going to become by showing yeah. his normal-sized eyes on his small form. Also, uh, in his first form, he's, like, when he's walking on land, he's, like, bleeding out of his gills profusely. And every time Godzilla, like, uh, does his signature roar, he only does it when he's in pain. Oh. It's, like, very, it's very brutal. Uh, I like it a lot. I haven't watched. I haven't watched Shin Godzilla. Like I think would, would recommend. It's very. It's very I, much like. I, I it pays. Did, it also pays a lot of homage to the original Japanese film as well. I did. I did see uh, Godzilla Singular Point, and I heard somewhere that that is kind of like a spinoff from the Shin Godzilla universe. Because right. Shin Godzilla was like. Like a like a reboot from Godzilla itself. Right, it's meant to be sort of a a hard reboot of the original film. Like basically, Godzilla, like what would happen if Godzilla made landfall in modern day? And it is very much like uh, like what kind of role, what would happen, what would unfold in Godzilla with like modern bureaucracy and different technology being made available and it's like an international thing too like the united states becomes involved at one point germany france it's like an international affair that isn't just confined to japan it's very cool i had to watch it sometime 
would recommend it's it there is a lot more emphasis on like uh the s people strategizing a way to beat godzilla but um i i'd say it, it does a good job st to stay engaging throughout one hour and a half of just people talking uh, about fake science fake there science are some number elements, one there are some elements of comedy too there's like a scene where like uh i a government official is like giving a press release to the is giving like a press release and just like do not worry there is no uh fear uh godzilla will never is like the creature known as godzilla will never make landfall and right as he says that there's like someone that w walks up and whispers into his ears like <laughs> and whispers in his ears like he what and then it immediately cuts to godzilla r running through a city <laughs> he what yeah it's a very over-the-top tongue-in-cheek I wish Shin Godzilla would fight Destroyer. Ooh. That would honestly be a really cool fight. Yeah. Uh, Destroyer is my, my favorite monster design. But yeah. Anyway, I have a chibi Destroyer figure somewhere. Ooh. Anything else to add, Alex? Too? Uh, I think that's... Uh, I think that is all I have to mention for now. Alright, cool. We'll move on to Alex Menace. Alex one. I don't know, it's just funny that you guys call him Alex too. It's like thing one and thing two. I don't know, it's funny. <laughs> Alex Prime, um, go ahead. Prime. Mm -hmm. Don't give me too much credit. Um for best ones I've seen. Uh well someone already mentioned uh like Pale already talked about a legged critics. I think that's a really uh fun movie, but we already talked about that. Texas Chainsaw, that's really fun. Kill it clowns, uh uh, what, what am I thinking about? Um, first attacks. Oh, uh, it, I mean, it's a short film, but I'm counting it anyway. Like the music video, the the full length music video for Michael Jackson's uh, Thriller. It's like a complete homage to B movies, um, with like the whole uh, kind of horror movie uh, setting and the creature effects and all that stuff. Like I, I love that video. Um, and I think it's like really entertaining and not just like the song, of course, but um, just kind of like the creature effects, which are actually pretty like cool. Um, it's directed by the same guy who did an American werewolf in uh, London. Uh, forget John Landis, I think. No, yeah, not John yeah. Landis. Oh, yeah, it is John Landis. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of Max Landis, like that's a very different person. Um, John no, yeah. Landis, uh, kind of john landis ended up getting someone killed if i recall correctly oh yeah oh yeah uh, twilight zone he got uh two children and one adult male killed yeah two of but... them were decapitated oh and yeah. one of them was partially decapitated uh, like the top uh... of their skull was cut off and they you can see it in the video it was a yeah. It was like a huge set piece, so they had like multiple cameras going from different angles because they didn't want to miss it. And it was a helicopter that did it, and you can see the head, and it goes flying. Yeah, and what's messed up is that like they basically a bunch of people were telling him it's like no, we can't have the helicopter get this close to like the pyrotechnic effects. It's dangerous. It, but he just said like no, 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 get lower. And the kids were illegally working as actors on the film and so oh, on and so no. a ton of shady shit went into it to the and point he, where it was like it was inevitable that this was going to happen yeah and Landis and, and was completely acquitted i think oh yeah, yeah. yeah but he, he, people want to say people want to say michael jackson's the danger to kids but look who actually endangered the kids yeah, huh? did michael right. jackson decapitate children no, no. probably 
No, oh. there's no evidence. Fuck off. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you go to Neverland Ranch. I mean, I mean. Yeah, that's the thing. There. The man had secret rooms in the in at Neverland Ranch. Like, what do you think? Why would you have secret rooms? Yeah, it's cool. Cause it's cool. I mean, yeah, it it's is. Cool to have rooms. It is, but when it's you're like, accused of like something like that, why would you keep rooms secret? Why would... My question is, my question is, where's Bobo? Where's Michael Jackson's monkey? I think oh, he got taken, I think he got taken to like a shelter for. Chips. I hope he's okay because that monkey has probably seen some shit. Oh, st- oh yeah. Statistically speaking, he's seen some stuff. I don't get it. The, the Michael Jackson's pet chimp. Bubbles. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But what do you, what do you mean? He's seen stuff. Oh, they're because making Mike, jokes about MJ's accusation. Because Mikael oh. Jackson. Listen, they were. He was proven innocent, and this is not what the topic's about. He's okay, talking about okay, the music video. Okay. Look, oh, Bubbles, just like uh, OJ, just like OJ. <laughs> Bubbles Michael was Jackson in the. Uh, and OJ have a lot in common. OJ yeah, was literally was caught red-handed, though. That's the thing. No. I'm scared. I'm scared. Anyway, to, to, no. to stay on topic, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I will. This is not going to turn into me defending Michael Jackson because then I look like the bad guy here. No, no. I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll help. Michael Jackson's oh, look, thriller. Look, let's um, all go down the line and say something actually... nice about Michael Jackson so that way uh, no. we all get the... No, let's just talk about the video. Um, the video is really cool. Um, again, the kind of the B movie aesthetic that John again because they hired John Landis and the werewolf effects are really cool. Oh, it was yeah. the most expensive. Uh, I mean, it's a short film, but it is also like a music video, so it's kind of hard to talk about it like that. But at the time, it was the most expensive music video made at the time because there's like a ton of creature effects and there's like the dance choreography at the end, which is really yeah. fun. Um, I used to, I used to, I used to do that. Like I used to try, I, I couldn't Aww. when I was younger to try to do that dance. Uh, the, the thing with the, they go yeah. kind of back and forth and like they yeah. raise their hands and stuff like, yeah, good That's times. Cute. Yeah. I was a really big Michael Jackson fan as a kid. Um, yeah. but, but, um, no, yeah, but that's, that's, that's one. Um, yes. and I, in the document, I put a bunch of quotation mark. I mean, a quotation marks, question marks. Cause I said not, cause someone mentioned not of the living dead, but I don't know if I want to count that because kind of the concept of a B movie is like they're kind of fun and airy movies, like kind of versus Night of the Living Dead's very kind of laden with like social comment, social and political commentary. I mean, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is in a similar boat, yet we consider it a B movie. I don't know. It's they feel a little different, but sure, if we want to. Uh, Oh, I mean, I'll just throw some flowers at it. Um, Night of the Living Dead's a really good movie. Um, not just for its social and political commentary, although I do really like that, because um, it, it's kind of a thinker, especially because then it's on such a downer note, and not like in the way you would think of like, oh, the guy dies at the end of a zombie it's movie. Sudden. But it's, it's more really it's, sudden. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's not even just because, like, again, it's like, oh, a guy dies at the end of a zombie movie. It's just more like... This you think he's out of the woods. Yeah, yeah. Because he dies that way at the end of a zombie movie, you know? Yeah, and it doesn't... And there's kind of the ambiguity of, like... Because there's, like, these kind of white southerners of, like... Do they know that that was a zombie? Like, did they think it was a zombie? Or did they, like... No, it wasn't. But they just saw an opportunity to, like... Oh, uh, he's a zombie. Shoot him, you know? They had um, an opportunity yeah. to be the racist. Yeah, yeah. It's... Stuff like that. No, but it's like a cool movie for all that stuff and kind of how it builds tension and 
the kind of the camera angles, it makes it feel uneasy, the lighting, like it's in black and white to kind of mask its low budgetness, but um it's you know, everyone in this cramped room, like it's it's really cool. Um I really like it a lot. Um and the, what? It's also in the public domain, so anybody can Yeah. Oh yeah, that's why I watch it on Halloween on YouTube. Um Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a really good movie, and... Would you? Uh, what? Uh, nothing. Just made of... Never mind. <laughs> that's right. fine. And Enter the Dragons, one wrote down here, but, um, I haven't seen that movie in a while, but I just remember it was really cool, because Bruce Lee's really awesome, and it's just like seeing him, because he's, like, legit, he's not, like, fucking, um, you know, an actor kind of pretending to do the thing. Like he, yeah. he, he knows how to actually like fight and do his right. things. And it's like it's really cool. I really um, need to get around to watching Kung Fu Hustle. I need to, yeah, I need to watch that. Really good. The only martial arts oh. movie I've seen technically is Enter the Dragon, but that's like Kung, a Kung Fu childhood. Is... That's, a, that's a childhood classic. I used to watch that as a again as a kid, and it's like, man, it's such a cool movie. I want to be like Bruce Lee. I want to be like ripped and like kick ass. Yeah. But look at me now. I'm, I'm. Thin. Even more kick-ass. Yeah. Yeah, right. um, I don't know you're who really... You're based. Yes. yes. Based um, on what? In Mars you Attacks. Know, based. Oh yeah, Mars Attacks. Yeah, well someone mentioned that earlier, but Tuner mentioned that. That's like a fun movie. Um, Why well, I don't know. You guys already talked about all the ones. The only one I kind of brought in is Thriller, and you guys just went into like... Well, actually, Michael Jackson... <laughs> So, you, so you're wrong for liking. I didn't say that. All right, I didn't. I didn't. Smirk I didn't, I didn't say that. I said <laughs> sure. It was all only implications. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> censor censor me saying the words was, of the, the keep no, the eyes suspended. I I actually do have to censor it though. <laughs> oh my bad. Um, well, whoops. <laughs> um, okay, re replace replace yeah. uh, the replace the p word with based. Michael Jackson is based. It sounds somehow worse because you're implying the crime that he was accused of is based. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh no, that's even I worse. Mean... Sen okay, censor that with Woomy. Woomy. Okay. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That's about it. Um, yeah. And this is here we're moving on to the Evil Dead segment. Or are we talking okay. about that? Because we haven't mentioned that, and that precisely because we're waiting to talk about it or something. Yes. Okay, I have a hot take. Uh -oh. No. Uh, well, uh, well, we'll wait for you for your hot take. Sam Raimi is an, is an evil man. <laughs> Let's just go with Alex Jimenez on uh, Evil Dead. Yeah, like what, what you had to say say about it, Alex? Oh, um, I've let me see. Is this I recently rewatched uh the the original Evil Dead um this past Halloween. Um, it's been and it's been years since I saw it prior to that. Like I saw it as a kid. It was actually the first, I think, horror movie I accidentally watched when I was like six because I saw a, set, a VHS tape of it in my aunt's uh, closet room thing, and I was like, I saw the back cover and I saw the kind of like the lady that's like possessed hiding, you know, the one that they lock underneath the floorboards, and it's like, this looks scary. I want to watch it, and then I watched it, and I was for many years I still was kind of traumatized by the pencil stabbing thing and other stuff like that, um, but. Uh, watching it again, it's it's very fun. I guess some people don't like it, and there's like the tree scene, which there's a reason Sam Raimi never did that again. Uh, but it's like such a visceral movie. Like it's really cool, just kind of watching all the special effects and the blood and 
that stuff and kind of this creepy atmosphere and again his kind of trademark camera work um it's it's i don't know it's very fun it's very exhilarating it's like very over the top it's very i don't know i i really like the first one and the second one um which is the one people tend to like more uh i need to watch it again but it's also kind of fun but i do kind of miss the horror vibes of the first one but the second one is still funny and very entertaining and army of darkness I haven't seen in years so i don't remember much about it to be honest other than I don't know. I don't have much. To, I don't have much to say about Army of Darkness. I haven't seen it in years, but I I like all those movies overall. They're fun, and they gave Sam Raimi like his big launching off point, and you know, he should make more horror movies. They're fun. Alex too. All right, cool. Yeah, Alex. Oh, uh, what is the what is the question? Uh, it's just Evil Dead in general. What do you think Evil of Dead. those movies? Um. I still, you know, I still need to see him. I've been like every Halloween, I'm like, Whoa. I'm finally gonna watch Evil Dead, Time and I out. never do. Oh god! I have, but Let's I do know. A few, I do too. know. I do know a few things about. It. I know like the second one is basically a remake of the first, but more goofy. Yes. And uh, should I see the first one or just go straight into the second? I think you should both. see the first one. It's see, still like a yeah. You should see both. <laughs> okay. Um, and I've heard it's uh. But I've heard Evil Dead is a very fun time. Very yes. uh, goofy and over the top, and also Army of Darkness. Yeah, that's that's that leans the furthest away from horror. It's more of a fantasy film, um, but yeah. Yeah, just like leans all the way in. Yeah. And the, uh, he goes like, this is my boomstick. I know about that. I know he's like, uh, I know he says, uh, he says groovy. He's a groovy guy. There's a scene where he where he laughs really hard and he's having a great time. And there's a, a lovely scene with a tree where nothing bad happens. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anything so, else? Anything else, Alex? Too? Um, I guess I need to put that on my watch list. All right. We'll move on to Hollow. Okay. My favorite film of the Evil Dead series is Army of Darkness. Straight up, I freaking love Army of Darkness. I love the Ray Harryhausen homage with the skeleton army. All the freaking special effects in that are brilliant. <laughs> the thing with uh, Batu Barada Nikto with the, the Book of the Dead is oh. brilliantly funny. And the thing about it is that the theatrical ending where Ash ends up back in modern time and kills a bunch of deadites and S smart shop mm-hmm. smart shop S smart. Um, I, I hate, I hate the theatrical ending. I think the original, the original ending for army of darkness where Ash oversleeps and ends up in the year 3000 is the best one. Yeah. That's, that was the alternate ending. Yeah. That was the original intended ending. And right. I think it's, I think it just fits. It fits it, way better. It fits uh, Ash's character of being a... Uh, being kind, a fuck-up. Kind of a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> kind, of, kind of like a fuck-up who somehow succeeds at every turn, if that makes sense. He fucks up so yeah. hard that he can't get possessed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, have any of you seen the show Ash vs. Evil Dead? I've been wanting to, and I've never I've, gone around I've, to it. I've seen it. It's I've, great. 
I've, I haven't watched it all the way through yet, so no spoilers, but I've watched a bit of it and I've loved it so far. I've heard a lot of it is just like, I've heard a, a big joke for that one is just like Ash being like, I'm getting too old for this. Uh, it's definitely a big joke, but it's, I, I never felt like it was getting gratuitous, at least from what I've watched so far. It could get gratuitous, but it, it keeps the action going, it keeps the gore going. It never, like, drops the ball, I feel like. It never feels like it's slowing down and I'm getting bored, you know? Right. But yeah, it, it, yeah. Evil Dead, the overall, the franchise is brilliant. Also, uh, it's canon that uh, Ash met Spider-Man before See? he turned into a zombie. Pizza time. Nani? Yeah, I'm Marvel Spider-Man, and I'm just like... <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah, Marvel Zombies? Marvel Zombies meets Army of Darkness, where Ash oh. ends up in the Marvel Zombie Universe right when the outbreak was happening. Teams up with uh, teams up with Punisher and eventually gets eaten by Howard the Death Zombie. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That shit traumatized me when I was a kid. I can imagine. That sounds I mean, horrifying. See, seeing one of my favorite comic characters eating one of my favorite film characters, it's just... It, it is traumatizing. It was very traumatizing for me. I spilt my mac and cheese all over the computer. No! Oh. No! It, it spooked me that much. I'm That's not the ultimate kidding. tragedy. Mac and I lost... I, like, mac... Oh, man, this day couldn't get any worse. Spills mac and cheese. Not oh. the mac and cheese. Oh, yeah, I remember. It was It was terrible. And to this day, I still hate Marvel Zombies. I have a weird love-hate relationship with that story. And Marvel yeah, Zombies. Spider-Man kills Aunt May and Mary Jane. It's very not fun. Oh, you see, in one comic panda, you see him holding, like, the decapitated, decapitated head of uh, Aunt May. And he's, like, uh. in, in anguish, because he's still, he's still sentient. Oh yeah. yeah, all the zombies are still sentient. They're still the characters. They just have an unquenchable hunger. That's that makes it even more fucked up. That the thing, the, in fact, it's a running gag in the strip in the comic that whenever Spider-Man has a full stomach and is eaten, he becomes exceedingly depressed and remorseful, oh. and people like Jesus. are like, "Okay, uh, we need to check if these people have these zombies have eaten." Hey, Spidey, remember Aunt May? And Spidey's just goes into a, like, traumatic crying oh, episode. That's just me, man. <laughs> I know. Wait, okay, is there ever a point in the comic where they, like, they say, like, oh, let's uh, go to a morgue and give them, like, bodies to eat? Oh, no, they, uh, the thing about Marvel Zombies is that they eat all of the Earth's population. Mm -hmm. And they end up oh. eating all... The thing uh, they uh, end up eating Galactus and becoming the collective Galacti, <laughs> and uh, they eat the entire Marvel universe. All the all the people in the Marvel universe end up getting eaten, Goodbye. except for like a few people on Earth, like a handful of people on Earth. Except Sandman, who's immune to it. Oh yeah, Sandman. In it turns that like there's two Marvel Zombies continuities, and in the oh second yeah, because isn't there one where like Spider-Man tries to warn him about something, but Sandman thinks he's a zombie, so he just explodes him from the inside oh, out. Oh, oh no, what happens is the Sinister Six are attacking a uh, uh, like a museum. Zombie Spider-Man shows up and kills them all. Sandman gets away, and the Spider-Man for this universe shows up. Sandman thinks 
it's the evil eating Spider-Man and goes inside of him and blows yeah, him up. Yeah, and it's very out. disturbing. Jesus. I hate when Spider-Man gets brutally murdered. I'm like, stop they're, hurting him. They're going to do that in What If, they're, but it's not going to be as disturbing. Oh, they're, as, uh, oh, they're not. They're going to neuter it. They're going to do... The thing about Marvel boring. Zombies... The thing about Marvel Zombies is that the only way to do it right is to go all the way, and even then I hate it, you know? But I also kind of love it. It's one of those stories where I can't... It's something experimental that, uh, that's the thing, like, when it comes to, like, movies and TV shows, DC is way more experimental than Marvel is. Everyone is losing their minds, like, whoa, Marvel is doing something so weird, and, like, dude, DC does stuff like this for breakfast. Doom Patrol! That yeah, Doom Patrol, Harley, Harley Quinn, Batman meets, meets the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. A lot of experimentation of DC. A fucking, uh, just, it, granted, their experimentation doesn't always pay off. I but, mean, Harley I mean, Quinn. Harley Quinn was an okay show, but I couldn't help but coming away from it feeling like they were trying too hard to be something like Adventure yeah. Brothers. You know, I love, I I love uh, the version, the Harley Quinn version of King Shark. He is absolutely adorable. Oh, I love him too. I but I hate their version of Joker. Harley Quinn's version of Joker is just toxic, typical gamer, toxic boyfriend. Gamer Joker. He, it, it, yeah, basically, it, it boiled down Joker to a character who I can't really recognize as Joker. He, the thing about Joker is that he's petty, but he's petty in a very weird, janky way that isn't properly represented in the show. Like, really? he, he wouldn't care what Harley Quinn was doing, but he would pettily do something about it, you know? Just offhandedly, yeah. not really caring about stuff. Because the thing about Joker is he he really immortal he really embodies the idea of fuck it in a lot of ways. Yeah. And yeah, just, I think I saw it was like uh, Joker talked about how he was upset that he turned that he was working for a Nazi, and then someone comes to like, oh yeah, because Nazis are all about control and order, and Joker is an agent of chaos, so of course he would hate Nazis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's obvious. I mean. This point was made in like years back during the Captain America Batman crossover. That happened? Where, oh, yeah, yeah. Batman met Captain America, and the Joker was working with Red Skull, but didn't realize he was a Nazi until after the fact. And it sparks a civil war between the factions of the Joker and Hydra. And like oh, Bucky sick. and Robin meet each other and team up as well. Well, there's something that we're never going to see again. Oh, yeah. Actually, we may. Believe it or not, we may see that again. Hold up. They, Marvel and DC have been placing a ton of hints in the comics that a crossover is inevitable. Dude. That would be sick. But what like, was in, the... like at the end of Doomsday Clock. <sighs> like at the end of Doomsday Clock, it describes uh, Dr. Manhattan talks about the future crises of the DC universe and describes one where the God Thor dies and a jade giant sacrifices itself to save Superman. Now, oh. jade giant, what, what is that term? Who, who is referring in that term? Who, who do we know in comics? The Hulk. Nice. So, yeah, they've been putting a lot of little, like, details and stuff like that 
hinting at a potential crossover, but who knows? Also, uh, oh wait, what? Uh, oh, we God, we were talking about Evil yeah. Dead. Jesus. Oh yeah, <laughs> Evil Dead. We went to a weird tangent. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are that's, we talking about? That tends to happen. Yeah. Uh, we went from Evil Dead to Marvel Zombies, from that to like DC, DC. experimentation, and so on and so forth. Yeah, onwards, yeah. onwards. Anyway, anything else to say? Hello about Evil Dead. Uh, nothing really. I can't think of anything else I want to say specifically. Nah. Okay. Uh, well, first off, I haven't I haven't watched the first two Evil Dead movies. Um, <gasps> I only seen <clears throat> Army of Darkness. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Let's ban Tuner again. Beat him oh. up. Talking ball torture time. Oh. CBT. Like, you too, Alex. And then. Okay. In, because you said something, I can't remember. You said something else. Never mind. <laughs> and then uh, one thing I like the um, Army of Darkness is how they make him a new arm with just me- medieval tools laying around. Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, it's pretty funny. It's pretty cool. It's <laughs> goofy. Just goofy. I seen the 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 series. I really I really liked it. Um. It, well, I won't. I won't say anything because Hollow hasn't finished it yet. <laughs> but like, if you do, if you like the alternative ending, the well, the true ending of Army of Darkness, you you probably like the ending of the series. Basically, <gasps> that that's all I had to say. <clears throat> and, and the other thing is just the, I like I don't know why someone saw like Sam Raimi's um Evil Dead and thought, you know what? Perfect for Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect director for Spider Man. Hire him now. Yes. It, it was a great move. It was the best choice. Yeah. Well he wanted to do a Thor <laughs> movie in the eighties and just like again I only know this because Jim Pizza party, Jim knows so much, and I wish to he meet knows him. He's like a yes. wise sage. Jim is my father. Um, no, but um, <laughs> he was like, talking to, I remember, and I don't think he was like making up any details. We've seen like Sam Raimi had like a picture in the 80s for a Thor movie. And apparently, it was like really wild. Like he got on the table and like had like all this energy. And then when the meeting ended, everyone just kind of quietly. Like, like, okay, thank you, and walked out, and it was because <laughs> he, I guess he did not sell them, but he gave so much of performance that it was very awkward to, like, say, like, oh, we're not interested, so we're just going to walk away or something. All right. Yeah, so I remember making a Thor move. I don't know, but yes, I think he made Spider-Man. But yeah, uh, that's that's all I had to say. Uh, I'll just pass it on to Pale. Right. Um, I'm pretty much like <laughs> Tudor and Alex here. I haven't all the movies. I've seen part of the first one, um, and I'm sorry, <laughs> I haven't seen the whole thing. <laughs> I'm fake. I'm sorry. Um, yes. I, I know that the main guy, the main character dude, he's hot. Uh, there's that. People think that, yeah. Uh... Um, I guess one little trivial fact is, um. Uh... Uh, Sam uh, worked on it in in his garage with like a group of college friends. I thought that was neat. That's all I. Got. <laughs> yeah. 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 
All right. Uh, I guess we'll just move on to the next topic, the RB movies, just sh schlock. Yeah. And I only put this in here because I read, well, when I was like researching the B movies, uh, I read somewhere where it's like, oh, they're usually just schlock anyway. <laughs> uh, so like, what is it? Uh, we'll, uh, Pell, what are your thoughts about that? What's a schlock mean again? Schlock, it's like non-important, boring, or not boring, but just like t poorly made, no effort. No, no, I, I have to disagree. I disagree. They're not, they're not, they're not schlock. Yeah. Because they, even if it looks like they're not putting it, they're putting Because they're still, uh, hiring actors, and even if, uh, Make special fiction. I'm like, they're still trying their best. Oh yeah, there's just budgetary restraints. Also, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a chance yeah. if, you see a, if you ever see a movie, it's because some effort was put into it. The movies with little effort put into it, usually you never, you will never see because they're like randomly even, uploaded to YouTube or something. Yeah, even and when even there's then, like there's a higher budget, you can tell when a movie doesn't have effort. So no, yeah. It's well, I mean, not, I wouldn't say effort, just at least from passion behind it like they're trying the bare minimums like yeah this works whatever you know all right anything else to add pal it's about that's about it all right uh i'm on the same boat like i don't think they're shocked like just like some of them are bad but i i don't think like the majority are just uh pointless you know like they're they're so fun to watch most of them yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Hollow? Uh, I think that B movies have the potential to be hot schlock in some cases, but for the most part, they're not. And they're actually uh, they can be fun and interesting. And I we mentioned this before the podcast, I think. But sometimes you need a little stupid in your life. You need a little average, kind of. You know. You need to... Crap can be fun. You need to break the mold sometimes. Yeah. Think think outside the box. Think think outside the box over. Oh, yeah, oh, all over, over the. the think think outside the bun. Yeah. No, think inside the bun, but outside the box. Yes. All right. Uh, what about you, Alex, too? Um, I think that, like, B-movies, because of, like, uh, I feel like B-movies will often be a lot more bold in their stylistic choices. They'll be more, I, I, I kind of mentioned it before, they'll be a lot more, like, upfront with, like, the story they're trying to tell with, like, symbolism and things like that. They'll be a lot more, also B-movies have, like, more, uh, kind of have more wiggle room to experiment because they're not seen as, like, major money makers or blockbusters. So because of that, you can get, like, a ton of, like, really interesting and bizarre stuff that you wouldn't really be able to get in, like, a typical AAA blockbuster. And I think yeah. in that regard, like, B-movies can have a lot of value to them and really help fill out the, uh, really fill out the field of, like, films being released. It's it's something, like, a B-movie, I, I want to be, I don't want a B-movie that's, like, trying... Like, I don't want a B-movie that's trying to be something that it isn't, and I don't want it for there to be a B-movie that just says, oh, we're a B-movie, we don't have to try. 
I love it when they when like a director knows that it's a B movie or something along those lines, but like takes full advantage of the freedom that gives them to make something that's really unique. Cool. All right. All right. Eloquently stated. We'll move on to Alex Jimenez. Uh, no, I don't have anything really to add to the schlock thing. Just kind of, I already kind of made my little comments throughout. Just no, there's effort put into it. Kind of reasons that Pale and Alex and basically all you guys already said. So yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. The last topic is just others. Like anything, anything else you you guys want to add to the um, conversation? Yeah. Um, not that I can with... think of. I I have. We'll start from Alex Jimenez. Yes. Top, top to bottom. Yeah, I, I I was like, no one wrote anything down. It's like, let me write. I, I was gonna say like, kind of um, I guess like it's impact. Like they're considered not very kind of B movies by principle. I guess are typically considered. Well, I mean, they're called B movies for a reason because they're not the A movies. Like they're just kind of like um, because movies used to do like a two like kind of a two movie thing where it's like. You get the first movie, which is the one everyone wants to watch, and then the second movie is like, oh, it'll, it just fills up time, you know. Um, just put it there. Um, but it's interesting how we as a culture tend to kind of have an inter- such an interest in it. Like it definitely makes an impact. And I said like, because there's like a fair amount of homage films, um, like whether it be like movies about like about to be movie directors or people who make B movies, like Ed Wood. Um, or Dull Mind is My Name, which, uh, they're the same writers, I think, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, they're the same writers, not directors, but writers. Um, about, like, Ed Wood or, um, Dull, Rudy Raymore, uh, Dull and Might. Um, and they're really good, they're really good movies. Ed Wood's one of my favorite movies, but, um, it's, you know, just kind of, like, the fascination of, like, what's, how did this, like, you know, technically poorly made film somehow end up kind of having a legacy and kind of being watched by a lot of people and stuff like that and like the process of making them is cool and whatever uh yeah. or or even just kind of movies like that are not homages to like a director but they clearly kind of i mean not homages not about like people who make b movies but they very clearly kind of have a style that's reminiscent of it or or makes a ton of references like paranorman is very kind of like kind of drenched in this sort of like b-movie type aesthetic with like the town and sort of like the monsters and it's kind of goofy and it's at times a little bit um a little intentionally kind of a little crass um with its humor and its jokes because sort of like b-movies where they can be kind of crass and kind of just kind of do whatever they want kind of without caring for subtlety and whatever um or pulp fiction well i mean just tarantino's film career really uh yeah like there's just kind of like a lot of that over the top like kind of schlocky qualities and uh or even again tim burton's own work like not just mars attacks but like uh like all i mean all of his earlier movies kind of have like little little runs of kind of b-movie schlock of like kind of over the top it's a little goofy it's a little out there um like it's it's campy uh so you know with i said tim burton or tarantino like with again, Pulp Fiction or, like, uh, the Kill Bill movies and uh, stuff like that. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's just, it's, there's just something to be said about, like, uh, these movies that are considered B-tier and not as good as, like, A-tier movies that kind of elicit such a interest from our culture. 
uh, I don't know. It's in- I just find that very uh, cool that they they're able to do so much. Yeah, very insightful. Uh, what about you, Alex? Too. I know you said that you didn't really have anything. Did, did you think uh, of something? I can't really think of anything else to say. I just uh, I do. I am glad to see that like B movies are still living on and still. Uh, and like a lot of directors, even like making blockbuster movies, will take some of that, uh, some of that energy. They'll they'll be more willing to experiment and make bold choices and like impose uh, restraints that uh, restraints on like effects and budget just to like keep that kind of feeling alive. Like a B movie used to be like something made to describe budget, like to describe a type of movie because of like oh it it had budgetary restraints. It had to be a B movie because of like uh, just the kind of production it was. But now people go out of their way to sort of recreate that style because, and people like basically, they knew it could be endearing and they found value in it. And now it's being used to sort of enhance the movie going experience. Interesting. All right, Uh, what about you, Hollow? Well, I have two things. So first off, Devo, the band. Yes. If you're familiar. Yeah. That that band is drenched in B movie, and I freaking love them. If you, if you've ever seen any of their music videos, they're it's total B movie cheese and camp yes. all the way. Oh, I, I'm mainly familiar with the video for Whip It, but I am I'm kind of I am very I have a friend who's a huge Devo fan, and I'm I'm kind of aware of their aesthetic and all that stuff. Yeah, they're very. Yeah very hokey intentionally hokey their second music video is like has a short film introduce it and it's fucking weird like at one point there's a bunch of guys in like plastic bags twitching around on a table with a bunch of science students like freaking chanting over them and crap All right. It's called uh, the music video and song is called Jacko Homo. Mm. And it is, hold on, uh, yeah, but yeah, it is one of the freaking weirdest, it's some of the weirdest stuff I've seen, and I freaking love them. And the Jacko other thing I wanted to Homo. Yeah, I just posted it in the uh, yes. podcast place. And yeah, it, it is, their stuff is weird. And if you have only seen Whip It or anything like that, I highly recommend checking out their catalog of music videos and stuff further into their catalog of music videos because, yeah. oh, it's brilliant, brilliant stuff. Cool. The other thing I wanted to mention is that I, I've been working on an idea recently for a comic that is very Grindhouse influenced and Grindhouse is like a very subsect of B-movie mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's about uh, a clown super... Imagine if Captain Spaulding got combined with Guts from Berserk and went around the United States from the uh, 50s to the 80s. And that's kind of this idea I've been working on called Clown Fuck. (laughs) You had me at the title. Oh yeah, Clown Fuck. It's about a guy who is a clown... And he fucks. Ooh, and he fucks. No, oh, no, this is Lou. No, he does. He no, he doesn't fuck. He's a oh, clown no, he, fuck. It's like saying like he's a 
he is a fuck. Like he's a he's a, 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 a he's a crazy guy. Yeah, he he kills people, but for the greater good, he goes around the United States like finding cults and stuff oh. and brutally killing them. Sounds fun. Slasher movie style, and yeah, yeah. It's been working been working on the idea and the lore of the character. And there will be a fight between him and Dracula at some point. Nice. All right, cool. The story. But yeah, it, it's, it's been fun. I've also thought up like a bunch of B-movie monster-type stories. Wishing you the, the best of luck on producing that. That sounds like a fun time. Oh, yeah. freaking! I'm going to freaking experiment with the mm-hmm. B-movie co- monster comics. Yeah. Illustrated yeah, characters, man. illustrated characters, but the monsters are going to be armatures. Ooh, nice. At least that's my goal. All right. <clears throat> uh, at least for my part, I don't, I don't have anything else to say about B movies except for uh, DreamWorks B movie is a cinematic masterpiece. You know, yes. Jerry Seifel <laughs> is a genius. <laughs> but for a full circle. But for B movies in itself, I, I I don't have anything else to add. Uh, the best B movie is B movie. What about what about you, Pell? Cheese muted. Uh. Uh. I guess we'll just uh, end it. I, I wonder what we're gonna do next month. I wonder. Uh, okay. Let's talk about C movies. C movies. But yeah, anyway, I see movies. Do you? Time to end the podcast, guys. So, see you later, YouTube. Back to the dungeon. Back to the dungeon. Back to the dungeon, all you. I gotta take a wicked dose. Goodbye, y'all. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.